0: Hello, kiddies! I'm the Network Censor, and I just want to assure our younger listeners out there that this is a family program, and there will be no mention of certain bodily fluids unless it's extremely relevant and very funny. Be assured that the participants in this program have been advised that they may lose their broadcasting privileges if there is any mention whatsoever of Fat Nuts slick butts, or, and I quote from the chief censor's Very Angry Memorandum regarding the previous episode, any mention of lumpy cum. With that said, please enjoy the following family-friendly podcast about Butt <coughs> creepy shopkeeper, <coughs> green mask, <fair> <coughs> <or> <coughs> <coughs> the theme song from Guile's Stage. With that said, please enjoy... Excuse me, I'm getting a call. Hello, Janine with Standards and Practices. Oh, hi, David. Meet you for lunch? All right, I'm coming!
1: Hey, everybody! Welcome to you can't scare me it's another episode how you doing mario Uh,
2: i'm doing great i was listening uh to guile's theme earlier (laughs) and i was just thinking about how great it goes with everything including me saying my oh cash phrase it's me mario the cool ghoul who's everybody's pal hey there it is. i did it i did it i did it my brain was elsewhere but i made it i got it together you know
1: also i'm just gonna have to we got a lot of feedback got a lot of emails a lot of emails from listeners didn't use uh, your tr- other trademark phrase in the last episode. So. No,
2: here's the thing. I was thinking about it while <laughs> reading this book. I think this book earns it. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, get there. we'll get there. We'll
3: get there. We will. Brandon, how you doing? Not too bad. Uh, I'm channeling Guile right now. Sonic Boom.
2: Oh, I I can (laughs) Flash kick. (laughs) Hair. Go home and be a family man.
3: Obviously, you can't see me because this is a podcast, but my hair is Guile's hair right now. It's flat on top. I have a cup balanced on it.
2: And you wouldn't know this about Brandon, but he is often a family man, so... (laughs)
1: You know, uh, if I were to go as someone for Halloween, I would try to find a guile mask and, uh, maybe it it would turn me into guile. Hey everybody, it's episode 11 and we're doing book 11 and it's the fucking haunted mask. I am so fucking ready. Y'all, when I thought about doing this podcast initially, it was the only episode I could think of in my head was the haunted mask episode this is it this is what we have building toward for what a year and a half
2: uh yeah at least i again time has lost all meaning to me yeah but i think that yes down in the crypts you see there is no way to judge the passage of time so
1: (laughs) (laughs) y'all let's just start out with it good book good book won't give away my rating but shockingly
2: surprised as I yeah as I spoke to you Bob about I think this book is um I'll just go ahead and get out of the way I think that the our ability to be funny is going to be somewhat limited by the fact that this book is actually a good book
1: yeah I was having uh, trouble writing the recaps because like uh normally with these things it's kind of like a little sarcastic we're kind of like funny like kind of poking fun at it uh, because it's just like Goofy. I was actually struggling writing the recaps because it was just like there's it's just good. Like there's not really anything too like ridiculous that happens. There are there are a couple little things, but like no, th- it's just a good book. And <laughs> yeah, I hope y'all are entertained by our recaps. But like you know, uh, I think we've done funnier ones in the past. I I personally have done funnier ones in the past. But yeah, it's a solid bump.
2: Yeah, it's a solid bump. I do think that conversely because it is a good book it is unlike other goosebumps books open to actual criticism oh i
1: thought you were going to say interpretation
2: well I, I mean i think that this is a book you can read and think about and like and 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 dig into a little bit
1: in a way that i don't think any other goosebumps book has done like maybe i agree with that the yes. uh, welcome to dead house maybe but th- no it, it's really in a league of its own and even Rl Stein knows this did you know that this is RL Stein's favorite goosebumps book
2: I don't I don't doubt that at all <laughs> that that would track
3: that's unsurprising yeah
1: he also said that this is the one goosebumps book where uh he could actually see it being turned into a, like a, a real movie like if he, he 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 expressed uh uh interest in having uh the haunted mask and the haunted mask 2 being combined and turned into a movie. He would love to see a film adaptation of that. Apparently it's the only one that uh he thinks that of so there you go.
2: I mean, I think that probably most humans living on earth who have read any Goosebumps book would share the same opinion. Yeah. I, I, yeah,
1: I can't think of another Goosebumps book that could do it other, you know, uh, that's not to say, that's not to like throw shade at the, you know, actual, uh, uh, Goosebumps uh, movie, which I think is perfectly serviceable and fine, but it's, it's not really trying, it's not really trying to be its own Goosebumps book per se. It's trying to be a Goosebumps movie for kids who are now adults who have familiarity with Goosebumps and so it's playing to all of the history of that but that's for that's a topic for another podcast (laughs) usually we start this podcast with uh sections and uh i think mario i think it's time i think it's time for a history lesson
2: oh yeah hey okay well let's talk about history uh, specifically the history as pertains to the uh films tv and video games that came out in the month this and year this book haunted mask was released and that Month and year was September of 1993, which, by the way, I, I think that R.L. Stein, if he planned it this way or not, I don't know. I don't know. But boy, howdy, did he make the right choice in releasing The Haunted Mask when he did in the order of Goosebumps books? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I don't know if he planned if he had these written and submitted them to Scholastics in be- in bulk, you know, and they arranged it. Or if he had them plotted out this way. Because releasing your Haunted Mask Halloween book in September... uh, Good idea. Good idea, RL. You really nailed it on that one. Because you're, like, coming into... The Scholastic Book Fair time,
1: yeah. Everyone's fresh off of Halloween.
2: Well, they're going into Halloween. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: I'm not. Sorry.
2: <laughs> I, for some reason, fresh I thought summer
1: Halloween was before. <laughs> anyway,
2: no, no, Bob, Bob. It's actually in October. <laughs> would you believe God it's a? It. Uh, <laughs> usually, it, it be Halloween is October thirty first. Look, as we established, uh, time is time of, has no. Meaning. It has no meaning, and months don't either. So, Mm-mm. so the movies of September September. september 1993 this is a a sad list Uh, (laughs) so here's the only ones i could find that mattered and two of them matter more than others okay uh the joy luck club
1: never saw it
2: i haven't seen it either i just know that people talk about it um true romance
4: um
2: that's the one tarantino wrote that i believe um didn't direct it no, I could be wrong about that. That could be, that could be confusing films. Oh, man. Oh, man. Huh? <laughs> uh, look it up. Look uh, it up. Google, Google, Google. Uh, True it was written by Quentin Tuneiro. Yes, okay. Whew. Okay. <laughs> yes. Now, here's an important one. All right? Forget that last one. Mm-hmm. Brave Little Toaster.
1: <gasps> oh, my God. Floods. Uh, just memories just flooding back to me. Holy shit.
2: Yeah. You want to talk about traumatizing children's entertainment.
1: Oh, my God. That wrecked me as a kid
2: like woohoo.
1: oh i every time i uh, oh man I, I i can just the lamp i forget the lamp's name
3: lamp lampy was
1: it just lampy
3: it probably was
1: <laughs> <laughs> hold on i'm gonna brave little toaster lamp lampy <laughs> it's lampy you're total. you know na- i was gonna say lampy but... oh uh who do you think uh what do you think the name of the blanket uh character is
3: it was definitely blank it's
1: absolutely blank there's a rat character in it what's his name
2: there's a rat character in it
1: yep
3: tim stack ratso ratso (laughs) oh yep hey phil hartman was the air conditioner yeah he was yeah 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 i remember that yep he also did the hanging lamp with doing an impression of peter lorre
2: oh wow oh
1: man so many memories
2: uh the frightening there's there are so many parts of me that are like really upsetting it's a great film i recommend it if you want to try it your child um yeah
3: the the there's a song in it where they go to a uh what do you call it a junkyard where uh, vehicles which by the way talk and are sentient are being crushed into cubes yep yep and they're talking about their lives Mm -hmm. and about how it's all over and it's it's like uh toy story three before toy story three did it's like an upbeat rock song musical kind of rock song like a grease song almost and they're like oh yeah yeah i was in the indie 500 yeah 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 now i'm getting smashed because my life is over <laughs> wow there is my death
0: <laughs> i once ran the indie 500 i must confess i'm impressed how i did it i wonder how close that i came now I get a second sensation. I was the top of the line. Out of sight, out of mind.
4: So much for fortune and fame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely playing that.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, like, for some reason in this, like, time uh, period, th- there were just a ton of movies that were specifically, like, I don't know if they, they specifically tried to do this, but they were definitely traumatizing for children. Like, this and The Secret of Nim.
2: yes. Rockadoodle. doodle Rock, yeah, I was
1: <laughs> I was
3: literally just thinking of Rock-a-doodle. And uh Once Upon a Forest.
2: Yes. I appreciate I'm glad that for a time we weren't afraid to make kids scared of innocuous things.
1: Mm-hmm. When did the never ending story come out?
2: Um nineteen
1: eighty four. Okay.
2: But I saw it in the nineties. I you know. <laughs> so uh
1: Yeah, that that's another one that oh man.
2: Oh, it scared the shit out of me. Oh
1: god, just oh, a it scared gut the shit punch. out of me. And there's a certain character toward the end that just, yeah, nightmares.
2: Hi. The monster in NeverEnding Story is so fucking scary. And the way um, it,
1: oh man, the way it talks and it's monologue. Oh, Jesus. It's so G-Mor- good. Gamork,
2: Gamork is G-Mork. so scary.
1: Yes, Gamork, yes. People who have no hopes
0: are easy to control. And whoever has the control has
2: the power. Uh, but let's not rest on our laurels here because, uh, Brandon, another movie came out in September 1983 that maybe you remember, maybe you've heard of. It's called Warlock the Armageddon. Yes. <laughs> yes.
3: Our our good friend, uh, uh, the recently uh, deceased Julian. Julian Sands. Rest in peace.
2: Uh, Warlock Armageddon for the kids at home is a phenomenally good movie. The Warlock franchise gave us two great movies and one awful one, and uh, I can't say they're exactly horror films. They're like horror adventure movies, I guess? Horror
3: fantasy adventure films uh, where Julian Sands plays the titular Warlock.
2: Just look up literally any clips from it online. They're so wild.
3: They're very charming.
1: Apparently you can watch it for free on Amazon Prime and Vudu.
2: You should watch it for free immediately. And Tubi. You should watch it for free as soon as you possibly can. <laughs> they are great. The, there's some parts in Warlock Armageddon where the CG is the wildest shit you'll ever see in your life. There, it just, it's, ah. Uh.
1: I'm seeing a trailer. I'm looking at a trailer right now, and I'm seeing some uh, stop motion effects and some uh-huh. real, yeah, this this is real ooze. This is real KY jelly. This is the, uh, the CG. I haven't seen it, but everything else looks legit.
2: It's a great, great Two great movies, don't watch the third one. Um, But you would never because he's not even in it. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, Dazed and Confused also came out this year, but who fucking cares? Let's talk about TV because September 93 is one of the most insane lineups of television I've ever seen. (laughs) Please brace yourself for a list of things that were your entire life for a while. Um, Two stupid dogs.
1: Oh uh, man. Play Sonic the, the Hedgehog. Yes! Wait, 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 wait. Which one?
2: The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: Okay. <laughs> <Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo>.
2: <laughs> Get you them. Fucking chili dogs. Uh how about Absolutely. this one? How about this one? The X-Files.
1: Fuck. Yup.
2: Lifelong fear of sitting on the toilet. There you go. <laughs> Mulder, Scully. Will they or won't they? Well, they will, but they but you'll wish they hadn't. Anyway, uh <laughs>
0: Frasier. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling toss salads and scrambled eggs. White style.
2: Wow. Yeah, Frazier premiered in this month. Frazier The Animaniacs. Wha- Damn! <laughs> wow, you weren't. Fucking I'm not around, even done dude. yet. I'm not even fucking done yet. Wow! The biker mice from Mars were here. Biker mice from Mars. <laughs> Late night with Conan O'Brien. Oh, classic! Uh, Rocco's Modern Life. modern life. oh Hey, there we go. Walker's tech Walker Texas Ranger. Okay. <laughs> Boy Meets World.
1: Uh, we're falling off
3: a bit.
2: NYPD Blue, NYPD Blue, and uh the animated spin-off from Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Okay.
3: Um It may have been September, but this was the spring of media.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um Uh, games, it's a short list as it always is because the 90s, you know, you didn't have a lot to choose from, but you did have one thing if you go into SNES, a Game Boy, or a Genesis, Mm. and that thing you had was... Mortal Kombat! Mortal Kombat! (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's the home release of Mortal Kombat, kids. Get angry, parents, because children are doing murders! (gasps) Oh
1: my god, there's so much blood! Or sweat. Unless
2: you're playing the SNES, in which case it's sweat.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Them sweaty boys.
2: Yeah. Everybody, you know, it it was such a
1: a good game to teach kids that, you know, the, the human body is actually full of many different spines and skulls than they're actually are it's very very useful in that way
3: as mario knows as a doctor each human is gifted with 10 rib cages, three spines <laughs> and 15 femurs listen
2: the number of times i don't even i'll just go on record here that i don't like mortal kombat as a franchise although i played a lot of it uh, as a kid i played a lot of one and two as a kid uh,
1: okay if we're if we're talking about 2d fighters like yeah yeah uh, for me it was um for some reason i i I grew up with Killer Instinct.
2: I also played a lot of Killer Instinct.
1: It was Killer Instinct, and then there was uh, Primal Rage. Um, yeah! Which, Primal Rage is so Fuck fucking yeah, good! Dude. I'm doing Let's Devil Rains right now. I fucking Let's love go. Primal Let's
2: go. Let's fucking go.
1: Um, uh, yeah, and Street Fighter 2, and, then, yeah. you know, that's basically. It. And Guilty Gear. I, I was huge into Guilty Gear, and um, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom too.
2: Of course. All great. All, all great. But
1: who? Who wasn't? Who amongst us?
2: All great. But I ask you this. Um, uh, yes. Or I counter, I posit this. Although I do not love Mortal Kombat, I have in my life referred to People being sub-zeroed in my job so so like (laughs) uh, so (laughs) That you know it is integral to the 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 public conscious In this you know like we're all we're all together in knowing that being sub-zeroed means having your spinal cord ripped out so (laughs) Like
3: all children I played a good deal of Mortal Kombat despite not you know super liking it uh, including now but uh, my way of playing Mortal Kombat was the same as I assume most children, which was get the person down to finish him, and then mash on that on that pad. Just hit every possible button, every trying in one. vain to do a fatality, and mm-hmm. lamely punch them instead.
2: My experience was: you pick Johnny Cage, you do his uppercut repeatedly until you hopefully win, and then you don't successfully execute any finishing moves, but. Sometimes the guy that babysits you is there and uh, he will show you how to do fatalities.
1: I'm going to enrage a subset of our audience, uh, the, a cross section between Goosebumps and uh, uh, Soul Caliber fans. Okay. Uh, yes, I liken that to when your uh, kid brother chooses Kilik uh, mm. <laughs> and mashes the long range fucking uh, poke.
2: Better, <laughs> Jan Hua and the fucking her hurt like why poke Ugh. oh my god uh you know necrid kind of looks like the haunted mask i'm just gonna put it out there i didn't hey, listen i've got a don't joke don't come at me with this one.
1: <laughs> i've got a joke in my thing that I, I i had i did not make the connection between these two properties until i was writing this and now i cannot unsee the connection it is like they
2: look the th- they look very similar they are extremely not similar todd mcfarlane saw the haunted mask and said i'm gonna put that in soul caliber <laughs> just saying everyone's favorite soul caliber character necrid i think we can all agree top tier number one everyone loves him bring him back bring him back <laughs> you know, mm. and that Am- namco when's he coming back come on yeah come on you got Geralt in there now put in necrid <laughs> yeah
1: bring Necred back yes uh,
2: uh anyway that's all of history close close the book on history closing the book on history this page He's done now now do earmark that page because we'll come back to it <laughs> we'll come back to it
1: unfortunately time doesn't stop like
2: after I fucking wish it would <laughs>
1: after the podcast ends but yes uh, so now our next section hey Brandon yeah I, I I got a zip file from you that Windows said was a, uh, uh, a Trojan uh, that's
3: because it was
1: oh my god and what am I infected with now
3: I don't even know I'm infected with it too.
2: <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> well, I just pay it forward.
2: I actually do have an infectious organism to talk about in these covers, but we'll get there. <laughs> so <laughs> wonderful. Great news, everyone. Shall we talk about this incredible cover that has lived in everyone's brains for the past twenty years?
1: I am so goddamn ready.
2: No. Would it be thirty years?
1: Thirty years! Oh my God! Don't do that!
2: <laughs> Not that. <laughs> fuck! <laughs>
3: I have numbered them. We are talking about the good one last.
2: Oh, <gasps> we're talking about the good one last. What? what? Uh, yeah. No, uh, number one is. Oh no no no! You're talking. About, oh, you're, you're talking about the Vietnamese one. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm talking about the, the the original. The the number one. Yeah. The ba- The the. Yes. You know the wizard. The classic. Tim. The Jacotes. OG
3: the the maybe the most uh the image that was put in the most places uh, vis-a-vis this franchise yep. yes uh you know it we know it uh so this is the u.s original the two color scheme is an orange background with blue foreground and lettering the illustration depicts a child standing in a purple void holding the titular mask in front of her own face the mask is much larger than her head It has shiny, greenish-yellow skin with pronounced demonic features like protruding ridges on the eyebrows and cheeks, long, dripping fangs, and glowing orange eyes. It's a pretty cool cover, uh, and the mask design is nice. This cover was, as we mentioned, featured in a load of promotional material. Uh, due to the popularity of the story, it was also turned into an actual mask. There was a cutout mask, I think, in some of these. I had that. Yep.
2: I was actually looking at it today to see if I could buy it.
3: <laughs> I had the actual mask as a child. Uh, it was cool. Yeah.
2: You can buy the haunted mask,
1: like the 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 one uh, the replica from the show. The show. Or-
2: yep. Oh
1: yes, 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 yes. I was looking that up. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. It's sixty dollars, but and there's one left in stock, guys. Guys, $60. Buy it. Buy it now. Buy it. I'm buying it. Impulse
1: purchase. Impulse purchase. I'm buying it. I'm Consume. buying it. Everyone, you're listening to me buy this. <laughs> Consume. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. And so Whoops. <laughs> there was another one, uh, the, another piece of trivia that I was looking up. Uh, did you know that the girl in this cover, that is actually Tim Jacobus's, uh, I believe it's his niece, Jesse.
3: Good on you, Jesse.
1: Who posed for the cover. Yeah. And on uh, like, Let's be real. Like this is like when I think goosebumps, this is like probably the first one that I think of. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, in terms of covers, yeah, uh, it's it also is so. It looks so good. Like the the gradient background, the the subtle like sort of the the color, the lighting, the way that the bloom kind of works on her hands. It's just it's fantastic. It's really really good. Like I I'm I'm. I love it, it's so good.
3: It's pretty simple, it's pretty sharp. It gets exactly what's going on here. Um, the mask looks good. Yeah, it's a good cover.
1: Yeah, the mask, the like kind of like green, the like kind of like, it's not really, a, it's like a lime green. It really kind of punches forward from everything else in the in the shot. And uh, the mask is drooling in this uh, mm-hmm. on the cover, which is uh, a nice little
2: touch. It's easily one of the most striking and like it's so striking it's like a stark image there's so little else going on in it there's Mm -hmm. no background it's just girl mask in a purple void it's just Mm -hmm. fucking works it hits it It hits, hits hard
1: it hits really hard and uh brandon i don't know if you were planning on talking about any of the toys that were associated uh with this because i definitely wanted to mention the uh walkie talkies that i had as a child oh my god that featured uh both curly and the haunted mask and if you don't know what i'm talking about i will grab a picture of it right now
2: there you go
3: oh my god
2: Ooh. oh my
1: i had these they were amazing
3: <laughs> they look like automatons <laughs>
1: yeah uh,
3: I don't know what those are. Um. <laughs> I'll put a picture in the, uh, in the oh, chat. Oh, you,
2: you know what you're... Have you seen going around the, like, the, the people who are singing um, Evanescence using them?
3: No. Hang on. No, I mean,
2: well, now we got a, several things have to happen here. <laughs>
1: now we have sidebar.
2: Sidebar, everyone.
1: <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. I know that. Yes, 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 yes.
3: They're a musical instrument with, like, the... It's a pitch. The pit. there's, a, like, a ribbon... Mm-hmm. Uh, sensor and as you slide it up the pitch increases as well they're very hard to play
2: yes Post this right there this is the thing that's been going around tiktok for of late
3: yes and <laughs> i will play this
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: so good i've the seen these
1: they yeah they, they kind of look like a music note like a, a music note where the, the ball, the the sort of circle at the bottom of the note is a face and it sings. And so anyway, but yeah, uh, that's all for me. I, I could talk about the toys forever, honestly. Like the Haunted Mask is like, it's so ubiquitous in, in Goosebumps merch. I had a watch. Yep, here it is. I found it. It was the cool watch scary hologram <laughs> and it was just a hologram of like it had a little flip on the top of it that was the a hologra- holographic version of the haunted mask just the mask and then you would flip it up and you would see um, it was a really crappy watch but the hologram was cool holograms were a big thing in the 80s like a lot of 80s and 90s a lot of stuff was holographic but um but yeah uh they're like cups with the haunted mask there's like uh bookmarks obviously um there's a cushion
2: Oh, well, well, yeah. <laughs> who wouldn't want to sit on a haunted mask? That's true,
4: it's... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's... Do you dare? <laughs>
3: <laughs> sitting is a scream. If sitting could kill. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, I, I banged my tooth on my on my r- can.
3: R- uh, Sit beware!
1: Sounded...
2: This isn't a chair. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fuck off! That
2: was too good. You wrote that, in advance
3: fucker. That's ridiculous.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, the sound of your tooth on your mic sounded exactly like a cowbell.
1: <laughs> Hold on, so
3: you it. might do that for comedic effect. Ow! Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> uh, or a little bit like a like a pen on a. On an aluminum can i guess i
1: can't keep doing that it's making my teeth hurt
3: <laughs> uh speaking of watches yeah uh, novelty watches for children's properties were a thing in the 90s uh i had the pokemon pikachu watch where mm-hmm. the alarm was and no one in my family will ever be able to forget
0: wake up gotta catch a pokemon <laughs> and he just kept repeating that
3: very very loudly unbelievably loudly And even I, who owned the watch, wanted to kill Ash Ketchum the moment (laughs) I heard it. It's unbelievable. And the the buttons were hard to press as well, so it was hard to turn off. Uh, It took... And remember, I owned this watch, and I was like a Pokemon freak. It took me two weeks before I took the battery out of the stupid thing. I hated it.
1: (laughs) That reminds me of... Well, that reminds me of of a couple things. First, uh, there was a Jurassic Park... A toy where it was like uh sock and boppers or not sock and boppers the the um the robot uh rock and sock robots where they turned them into uh two instead of two robots it was two velociraptors and so they had little um uh, things at the end of them where you turn them and the raptors would like turn around and like really fast and like throw their legs out and their tail out to try and hit the other velociraptor and if it hit like a button on their chest um, it would, it would like die. I think something would pop off. I think it was their head, but every time you turned it, it made like a, rah, rah, like sound effect. And we had these in, uh, we eventually got tired of them. And so we put them away in our, um, in our closet. And after like a week we kept hearing these weird sounds from our closet.
4: <laughs>
1: and it turns out it was, the the rafters were just, they were slightly, like, I don't know what was happening, but the el- electronics were done in such a way where every now and then they w- you would just hear, <laughs> we would be sleeping, and you would just hear from the closet,
3: wow <laughs> amazing
1: <laughs> we we got so scared one time that we we I finally just said fuck this and I went into the closet I ripped it open and started throwing everything that was in there out and finally I found what the fucking noise was and it was that damn rock'em sock'em robot fucking velociraptor thing and as soon as I grabbed it it just went like wow <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> some toy manufacturer with an amazing sense of humor was like and then they have to keep like play- They have to roar at least once every hour. <laughs> yeah.
2: Listen, listen, listen. It'll be very funny. Trust me. This is a good This is a good idea. Look, uh, it, yeah. Uh, and
1: I know uh, everybody was kind of worried about me being on the team after I got let go from Gak Incorporated for <laughs> making all of the um, beach scented Gak and the baby powder scented Gak.
2: <laughs> but trust
1: me, this will be great.
2: Speaking of great ideas that worked, can we talk about the classic Goosebumps cover? for this book do we have to yes i think brandon's prepared to
3: it, it's okay as classic goosebumps covers go it
2: fucking oh, sucks. brother i don't agree it fucking sucks dude. i don't even know what the fucking vibe is here like it's do you off. have a description do you have a i description looked at
3: prepared? the rest of the of the classic goosebumps covers book uh, covers for the classic goosebumps uh and they're worse but i mean it's not good it definitely isn't uh I don't know. When you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, sometimes-
2: Do you, do you have a prescription prepared for this? Yeah. Or shall? Okay.
3: This classic Goosebumps cover <laughs> depicts two children dressed as a clown and a gangster with a very large head. Yep. Uh, trick-or-treating at sunset. A masked child with glowing eyes is menacing them from behind. Uh, the angle is canted. The lighting is dark. Uh, the eyes are glowing on the mask. It has pointy teeth. The head is very large as well. It's so
2: big. Uh, also- What's the attitude? The attitude of the kids is so weird. They're not scared at all. It like it just looks like a child in a mask, which looks like the fucking green goblin, has crept up behind two kids who don't give a fuck about yep. this. Yep. they're just like, can this fucking ghoul go away and let us li- live our life? Like just like, yeah, don't look at it, don't talk about it, just keep walking. it will go away.
3: Also, the amount of text on this cover so is much. tremendous. So much, uh, and this like this this shitty font for the haunted font. mask yeah
2: but all the fonts are bad it looks
3: like a joke i usually am not like a,
1: the person who will like comment on fonts and font choice and kerning sure, and sure. all that shit like graphic design with regard specifically with regard to like text but this sucks this is
2: <laughs> gang the, oh, like everything are, about yeah. Also, is that Carly Beth like that's a great question because it looks like a, looks a like male a child yeah. yeah yeah and like
1: where's Carly Beth's head like we'll get to it yeah, when we talk the about the story but the like head? there's no head on a
2: pike also uh, also the pose is the worst the pose is like yeah. the, the generic creepy posture right like hands raised fingers out right yeah. like
4: uh, there uh, are uh,
3: six different fonts on this one cover
1: <laughs> the only redeeming thing of this is that there is a uh other language version of it where goosebumps has been replaced with the word panic <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> which is like of all the the, the covers
1: uh, where you could put panic like
2: <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing even it's just
1: eh. anyway okay, moving on
2: now can we talk about a surprising dark horse candidate for good covers? Because I have to tell you that I like uh, what Jolly Old England is putting out this time.
3: Uh, the, honestly, the,
2: pr- I'm kind of vibing with it. Yeah, it's kind
3: of good. The UK cover UK. depicts once more a child drowning in some sort of bubular goo. Uh, the goo is blue this time. Praise Ahead, God!
1: A- <laughs> for reasons a- we will not talk about. <laughs>
3: yes for reasons we are contractually obligated not to talk about y'all we Listen, got we this we got, the goo so blue.
2: we got we almost
4: if got this, our podcasting
2: license taken away if this is what it looks like you have a problem <laughs> I mean, yeah okay yeah go or to a doctor you have a fun problem but <laughs> <laughs> we can't so, keep talking about this we we're not talking about it
1: we're <laughs> not talking about it yeah we're not <laughs> nope nope Anyway, Brandon, what's up? <laughs> yeah,
3: so a head and a hand appear above the wave of goo, and this time, rather than looking nonplussed at drowning, uh, this child is in a good mood, or rather, yeah. a masked child with, uh, sorry, the hair of the head belongs to a child, but the mask is green and impish in its aspect, it, with a wide, frog-like mouth, befanged. <laughs> the hand appears above the waves, and it is beckoning.
4: Uh, I, it it looks cover. like
3: she's holding an invisible gun.
2: Yes, yeah, it looks like, first of all, she's drowning in blue raspberry, uh, do you remember those, like, um, candies that would just be, like, liquid? Yeah. Or syrup? They would just inject, like, syrup directly into a tube, and you would just was eat that... sugar? <laughs> like... Yeah, was that baby bottle pop? Or was that? Uh, that's not the one I remember. There
3: were a number of things like it. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember what they were called, I because... Just...
2: Distinctly remember a yellow tube containing blue like blue goo that you could just drink like an animal. Um, like, like just don't even bother putting it in a shape. Just give me pure sugar, you monsters! <laughs> you uh, absolute assholes. Uh, don't try too hard, but I do think leave it to th- leave it to the UK uh, to give us. Uh, <laughs> Maybe the most like goblin-y looking version of the haunted mask. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this has like real fairy tale monster look to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It definitely doesn't feel like a mask. It's like no. I mean, That's one of the things that I like about
2: this. That's it. it. Feels like that's the, what it is. The, the ooze tube. Ooze tube. Yes. Oh, that's what I, tube. yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yo- ooze tube. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. I was thinking like baby bottle pop wasn't that. It, it had the sugar thing, but it was like the 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 the, the liquid came from you. It was your, your saliva. <laughs> That was, don't, don't read into that. That
3: was you,
2: goo, the liquid came to, from you.
3: That was you goo, you. That would be no. amazing. Put, what, a, no. put that on the, put that on the, on the,
2: on the brand, the, 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 the slogan. The liquid comes from you. God
0: Hello, kiddies. I'm the network censor. No, fuck. I feel. Oh God. Your podcasting license is mine. No, fuck. I'm we have to stop the podcast today that we've gotten a little too close to talking about
1: bodily flu. <laughs> we've flown a little bit too close to the sun or as you all like to
2: say <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we a- need, anyway oh i i think this is a good uk cover the uk really gave us a great a, a great ghoul on this cover i think yes uh, it's it's the not, mask not, it's not looks iconic. really good it's not yeah, iconic and that's, but it's good
1: that's what i was gonna say it, it the mask really feels like in this uh cover that it's turning her into a creature yeah
2: yes and yes, that's yes. that's
1: cool i like that
3: yeah the mask like where where the hair meets the mask it's it's like it's attached yeah so which is in line with the story it, mm-hmm. it also just looks like pretty good yeah moving on so this is uh there were several french covers so the first one and in my opinion the best one is a straight-on shot of a child looking towards the viewer the background is a wonderful colored pencil motif of a sunset skyline in a neighborhood with sharp black outlines for the houses visible. A jack-o'-lantern is half visible behind the main character. The figure's orange hair curls around the face of the mask. The mask has a bulbous bald head, sunken eyes that are not glowing, flared nostrils in place of a nose, and an open mouth with short fangs. The skin is green, um, and this mask is more in the manner of a corpse head rather than demonic or frog, uh, but it looks really good anyway. I think that this is a cool-looking cover.
1: Yeah, it's definitely got a—it's interesting.
2: I like this. Like, is this I, I the think, most
1: book accurate mask that we have?
2: N- I don't know. It doesn't I think have the, a
3: glowing I, eyes. I th- okay. I but. think
2: the the original cover is pretty accurate to what. Okay. I mean, it's a little greener maybe than they actually describe it to be. The nose here is more book accurate, I think. Yeah. Um. I like how. Um. I like how dead it looks. Do you know, like I, I like how like haunted the mask appears the, the the haunted mask yeah it's
3: like a dead guy's face with a really bulbous head yeah and i think also this looks like a mask you could actually wear like you yeah. could make this mask mm-hmm. you could
2: yeah i i think it, it, it like it also the fact that the mask does not appear to have like any emotion at all you know like most of the cover is depicted as like outwardly sinister but this is so blank it, it, it lends itself to her, it, like the feeling that she's like trapped behind it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I really get the sense that she's trapped it in this cover. I also think that the, the, just the general simplicity of it um, really works. I, I think this pops. This is a good cover. Yeah.
1: Interestingly, it kind of emphasizes the lonely feeling that yeah she must be feeling i mean yeah that's yeah we'll get to it but yeah no this this it's girl bleak
2: it feels kinda, bleak
1: yeah it goes she goes through hell and it's yeah this sucks and i feel like this cover more than all, uh, all of the others i think uh evokes that that sort of sense of
3: isolation so the uh second french cover <laughs> is i would say uh, unbelievably goofy <laughs> something that would keep a person from picking this book off a shelf so uh we've we got a green monster face but he's a stretchy like lycra a little bit or rubber mm-hmm. it, it's pulled by the figure's hands it has pimples a scar and an oozing wound uh it has a big yellow cat's eyes with red pupils and frizzy very very thin frizzy hair jetting out the sides but the overall affect is extremely goofy particularly the uh the stretchy rubber part on the sides uh i i don't know how to describe it other than it's very very goofy and if you saw this book on a shelf, you would probably not pick it up.
1: Yeah, it's pretty
3: bland.
2: Yeah, it's not good. I I kind of I can't say I dislike the mask, but it's not good. Like,
1: it's the not one good. the one thing that I I want to commend this cover for is that it it's cool because the way that the uh, the way that Carly Beth is pulling the mask, it's like kind of uh, it's kind of like she's either pulling it on or trying to pull it off and you can't yeah. really tell yeah like she's trying to escape or put it on and I, I like that i like that aspect but other than that it looks fucking stupid
2: <laughs> also it looks like it's going on an adult woman yeah,
1: yeah. it doesn't the look ne- like a child's the,
2: playing them the, the necklace, necklace is really the necklace doesn't a, oh yeah. like i a like a this necklace. next
1: one yeah a little pearl necklace it's...
2: I like this next one.
1: This next so one the, is cool. That's like kind of uh, what's that? Um, uh, 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 what's the name of that? Uh, that artist, the, the comic, uh, you know, the one where it's like, oh my god, the monkey's got a gun. Uh, oh,
2: Mike Manolia. Yeah,
1: like this. Hellboy. Uh, for me, hellboy. Hellboy. That's what. We're, <laughs> yeah, uh, this is this screams Hellboy to me. Like that. It's that got kind a of style. bit of that.
3: Yeah, I so love
2: the, the teeth. Just gonna say that
3: the the third French cover is is again a. F- front on shot of the mask but this time it is pulled back away from the viewer in a scream the mask is much more angular um there's glowing uh, orange eyes and the majority of what you can see is an open mouth with teeth that don't look quite human um uh,
1: uh, yeah it takes I'm the best this. element from the previous uh, the previous cover yeah and uh amps it up yeah this is I, this I, is like really good
3: it looks
2: like it looks like the person putting the mask on is in agony. Like, yeah, it's like it looks uh, like they are miserable.
1: Yeah, they're either pulling on an extremely like fucked up looking mask or trying to rip off uh the mask in and like desperately. It it really it's really nice. I like it a lot.
3: It, yeah. it looks a little bit like how they stylized Clayface in the Batman animated. Yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. Yep, I dig that.
3: Yeah, it's a good cover. Uh, this was a better cover. The second one was really doofy.
2: Um, yes. I don't even know if there's a thing to say about this next one.
3: <laughs> the Czech one. I, I just wanted to say deceive Storky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. Moving on. Oh, my
2: God. <laughs>
4: so
3: the The uh, Danish cover for Gashood Hood, uh, <laughs> D- Danforhek <laughs> uh, is Domeskin, is a picture of a screaming child on the right with uh, the image of the mask which is relatively faithful to the description of the mask is just sort of blurring over her face they
2: really like that smear that smear technique smear
3: effect yeah but not in a good way this
1: cover doesn't feel finished
2: no
3: yeah Mm -hmm. it feels unfinished it's way zoomed in yeah um so that like half the mask is off the cover but it's also not super unengaging for the cover of a children's book uh this wouldn't be the worst thing to see on a shelf it's not very successful though
1: yeah no the sketchy feel of it it really just feels like someone was like all right here's my idea for the cover and yeah. then they were yeah. like oh yeah okay the, yeah we'll go ahead and take that and then they just took it and run with it and it's like wait i was i was I, I, that was just the the sketch the, no
3: anyway yeah it's the also her her eyes should be like farther open she needs to look more like she's shocked but here again this is a non plus child yes
1: all these nonplussed children.
3: So we move on to the Dutch one. Oh, the next one.
2: That's pretty cool. I like this or one. For
3: Kippenville. the Dutch the the Dutch covers have been great. They have been um, really
2: good, even if they've been like wildly not what's happening in the book. But yeah,
3: this one has maybe like I would say probably the the most interesting composition of all of them in terms of like how it's framed. So we're at night. It's like a blue green night with a full moon. It is. Uh, there are trees in the background that are bare there are two children who are horrified looking towards the viewer at a figure which occupies about a quarter of the space of the uh, of the cover whose back is turned towards us so we see of this mask we see the back of the head and a trench coat one of the children looking at the masked creature is lit with blue like horror movie lighting blue uh you see the back of the mask's head is veiny and green and there's pustules on it there's stretched, wrinkled skin around the ears and cheek that you can see. He looks a little bit like Piccolo giving birth. He
2: <laughs> does look like Piccolo. It, it's
3: Kami.
1: Yes, Kami. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A little Piccolo. Oh
3: my God. Um, and while I mean, it is important for the mask for you to be able to see the front of it. I think that this the illustrator was wisely thinking. I should let the story tell what the mask exactly looks like, but give you an idea of how horrifying it is, which I think is successful here. Uh, also, I just like the composition in general.
1: It's definitely interesting and in plays to like the, the, the unknowns. Uh, like I like that leaving uh, certain details to the reader's imagination. I don't like how the kids are, their reactions are just kind of like, eh? Huh? <laughs> like, what, the guy also, I also think it's funny that um the, the, the guy, the boy uh, is kind of pushing. I'm assuming this is Sabrina. Uh, I guess it have
3: to be. Yeah, pushing Sabrina forward. I was thinking these were Chuck and Steve. Yeah, so Steve or
1: Chuck, yeah, someone. And uh he's pushing Sabrina forward like uh you deal with it. Um
3: <laughs> <laughs> your problem now. And one of them is getting haunted. <laughs> anyway. Uh so the uh Indonesian cover has the a, a certain classic font which we will not talk about. Let's uh, say Elmer's glue. Yes. Like, uh and we have a, a very different looking monster whose skin is brown instead of green, or maybe brownish green, uh, with big bushy eyebrows and brown hair uh, and big sharp teeth with uh, uh, what appears to be a, a giant spider descending from the chin. Uh, yeah. Topeng
4: mm,
2: no. Hantu.
3: Topeng Hantu.
1: Nah, I like the style, but yeah. this, this doesn't really work for me as the cover of this book. Yeah. It's not communicating anything
3: really what is the spider i don't understand why it's there's a giant spider below well, the chin sp- spiders are scary so <laughs> it wasn't scary enough on its own so they're like what if we put a big a big bleeping spider right <laughs> i here?
2: don't know I what guess. the spider's about i have no idea oh
3: there's like spider legs behind him i, I can't tell what's going on
2: yeah what's with the spider i don't I, I don't
3: understand the spider motif anyway maybe <laughs> they maybe it's a reflection of some changes they made to the, <laughs> uh, yeah uh so the next one is the Korean cover, which is amazing. Uh, so we've got like cool blue themes. There is a be masked child. This is a very like a cartoony kind of illustraty, almost Edward Gorey kind of proportions and styling, uh, but it is in color. Yeah, So a- yeah. Reminds
1: me of the Night Before Christmas kind of.
3: Yeah, like a character from Nightmare Before Christmas because we have a, a bald white head with tiny little impish ears and no nose, just nostrils. An extremely wide ovular mouth with very with many, many sharp teeth. It does have like a an almost Tim Burton-y kind of thing. Glowing red eyes. Um and we have like kind of a, a, a child in a sort of like a frilly frocked dress, I guess. Uh she's standing on a checkerboard floor and there's a bunch of ghostly figures on the edges reaching towards her. Uh this is a very cool cover. Yeah, I like it. The, yeah, I, I like the focus on like the sort of grayscale stuff and then
1: having the one color kind of pop through and then, you know, the yellow at the bottom kind of feels like a, like an afterthought, but that, that, that honestly feels like more of a, a papery type thing. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, no, it, it looks nice.
3: Uh, let's talk about the best cover. Yes. Yep. In my opinion, the best cover. So we've got, uh, the entire cover is basically covered by the titular mask and the Vietnamese, uh, cover. The face is like a cross between a clown and a catfish, maybe, and a human face. It's it's uh, It has yellowish, whitish skin. The nose is red. It has purely red eyes with no sclera. It's just to say there's only the color red. They're shiny. The mouth is open. Uh, in, in, uh, inside of the mouth, you can see a child with a mask running away from what appears to be running down a street lit from behind by uh, the headlights of a car uh it's a very strong image uh we we mentioned it at a previous episode
2: oh yeah she is on a road yeah she's you being can... yeah she's in the middle of the road i didn't notice that uh i love this mask this rendition of the mask i think it's extremely just like dope as hell uh spooky weird really weird um and i love her like ah uh, oh, man this thing is great uh this face reminds me of a picture from an electron microscope of an amoeba named, uh, Nagleria which is a brain-eating amoeba, <laughs> and it looks like this. That didn't work, because this is a Google link. Well, I guess if you click it, it works. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, uh, I'm looking at it. Oh, yeah, it is a little face. Aw, that's kind of cute. Uh, um, Too bad it eats your fucking brain. Yep. And I don't know if y'all have, uh, yeah, um... If you know about what happens when you get uh, a brain-eating amoeba,
2: um, fucking yeah, no, don't look it up. That's terrible. It's not great. It's bad. No, very. But this is the one. This is the guy, and it reminds that mask (laughs) reminds me of this uh, little face, and uh, I think that's great.
1: I think this cover does a better job than any of the other covers
2: of communicating, like
1: kind of one of the themes or the main theme of this book. Which is interesting that it has a theme, like Goosebumps having themes is hmm. interesting. Um, uh, but the idea of a mask and what, uh, yeah, uh, like the masks that we wear and how uh, and what that constitutes. And I, I think that uh, this communicates the, the feeling of being trapped in that mask. In Yeah, the, the, yeah
2: I, I think the entrapment. You get that there, yeah, yeah.
1: Like not only physically, but yeah, metaphorically, and like the the whole, and not just the mask that she's putting on, but like sort of an overall concept of a mask. I, I, that's one of the reasons why I like the over the 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 the, the bigger mask that's around everything because it's that that mask really doesn't have anything to do with the mask in the book. This mm-hmm. is kind of a weird combination of what I'm assuming is Carly Beth's face with the mask, which is fascinating to me it's it's really neat i like it yeah i like it a lot i'm into it
3: it's a super sharp uh well composed image that depicts what happens in the story yeah. yeah the the you like with the french cover you do get this sense uh like the french cover depicts like the first one depicts kind of the isolation of that character mm-hmm. but this one really has that like this mask is taking over her kind of yeah. feeling and she's very small yeah
2: even the way the like, the, the way like it, it has like tendrils like reaching out to the edges of the cover, you know? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I it just it's very it's just a cool it works, man. It just works.
1: Yeah, and I love the idea of um, Carly Beth running deeper inside the darkness of the mask itself, kind of representing losing herself yeah. inside of that mask with the searchlights kind of like, you know, the people being on the outside, possibly her mother looking for her. It, it's really fascinating. It, it's it's really weird to be talking like this about a fucking Goosebumps book but it it honestly like it all it all works and it all comes together and this is this is a great this is a great cover yeah i don't know if i'd take it over the jacobus cover but at the same time i, I think get, that's just nostalgia
2: i mean i on the one hand i don't know that i i don't know that it would work without the jacobus cover you know what i mean like yeah i, I don't know if, it, if if it would work as well if i didn't already have the jacobus cover in my mind yeah for it to be like pl- playing off of but i i mean i don't know i don't know it's really good though i'll tell you that
1: it's
3: exceptional yeah, yeah. i i think like when you're talking about just a straight up horror image, I think this is a really strong horror image because it gives you all of that. Uh, just looking at it, and it's also the mask also just looks good and is horrifying, and you get that that sense of this person's being taken over, like they're lost, they're running to, in, into the darkness. It's cool. Yeah,
1: agreed. Yes. And on that note, guess what? It's time for everybody. It's time for our chapter summaries. Before we so, do,
2: before we go, can I go to the bathroom? <laughs>
1: uh yeah, only I. if you uh keep your microphone
2: going uh i'm gonna okay here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna stop the re- i'm gonna stop the recording
1: <laughs> then write the time code are yeah. we
2: are we good with that are we
1: <laughs> i mean i really want to hear you pee but no 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 are we
2: are we all recording. good with the concept of stopping the recording <laughs> oh we want to keep
1: the recording. going well, i mean yeah minute. i could do it
2: yeah uh, d- I mean, I, I don't know. Is there a better way to do this? <laughs> I, I...
3: I mean, like, my recording can't hear anything that you guys are saying. My recording's only getting my mic. So unless you're pissing in my house. <laughs> you um, can
1: also mute the mic.
2: That's true. That's true. Uh... I
1: just like to keep it going because when I stop it, it's like it increases the amount of like times I
2: have to Yeah, sing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Do I just click mute tracks?
3: Or you could go to the bathroom upstairs if you wanted to be double sure. Oh,
2: I guess I could do that. I can just leave recording and go to the bathroom stairs. Yeah, <laughs> you I can could could shut the door, too. It's
3: right next to the co-
2: <laughs> computer room. Hey he,
3: he, hey, he currently lives alone. He's a guy in his house. You know, the door doesn't always have to close. <laughs> the door doesn't always have to close.
2: I mean... I'm- also, if we're just guys being dudes, just I don't care. It's your peeing. It's fine. All right. All right. All right. All right. That's fine. I just that's fine. Okay. I am going to go to the bathroom now. I am going to go to the bathroom in a room. What room it is will be a mystery to everyone. <laughs> just gonna go into the into your living room and piss on your room. <laughs> I'm gonna TV. piss on my TV. <laughs> fuck off, go. Uh,
0: Who's frying chicken?
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Burb. 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 burb.
4: Yeah. Burb, yeah burb.
3: Burb.
2: Okay. Yep. The deed is done. I can now talk about a book.
1: Yeah. Mm. I don't think I think Brandon left <coughs>
0: forever. Yeah. What? Hello, everyone. Oh my I'm god! I'm the network censor. <laughs> Here Brandon. I'm Branda. taking over for Brandon, <laughs> who pissed too hard and is now tuckered out. <laughs>
1: okay uh yep. let's go ahead and just uh, jump right back into it i'm looking at these ooze tube <sighs> fucking things and... <laughs> did you ever try one of these oh yeah oh yeah. I, yeah yeah yeah
3: are they good
1: i mean they don't look good
2: they're sugar
1: that's true i guess it doesn't have to be good when you're
3: <laughs> they were ubiquitous in a lot of places i think they may even still sell them at kroger i don't know
2: oh us yeah. let's, let's take a check <laughs> amazon.com
3: they're on amazon this image is from amazon
2: yeah ooze tube ooze tube oh yeah oh yeah it, it
3: were just that you know it just seemed a little artless even to a kid i was it's, like it
2: does feel artless doesn't yeah.
3: it yeah yeah it's like yeah. sour punch straws yes uh, do something with it don't just give me the liquid i mean you you think about these things when i as a kid i was like i bet you they're gonna leak out the cap or they're gonna get on your pants or like at least when it's in candy form, they had to do something to it. It's not just yeah, sugar water.
1: It's like flavor ice. It's like you know, the, you could just give me the syrup. You could just melt one and then drink it. But I mean, it's, what it's is the eight, fun in that? It's
2: eight twenty-five for a three pack. That's just ridiculous. Saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
1: What has happened to us as a society? <gasps> what is going on? What do they do to <laughs> us? What did they, they do to worse. us? Storming the Capitol because of the fucking price of ooze, too. What have they done to us? <laughs> <laughs> righty, All
4: right. Everyone
3: recording? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Cool.
1: All right. Guess what time it is, y'all. It's time for... Chapter summary discussion. Mario, I believe yeah. you have the first
2: batch of chapters for us. I sure do have chapters one through eight, and I will now describe them. Fantastic. Using my human voice. Um, <laughs> Not your mask voice. Uh, are you going to try a mask voice?
3: Yeah, we all have to do a mask
2: voice. Okay, all right. We um, absolutely have to. Okay, wait, Okay, so d- let's just try right now. What's a mask voice sound like to you? All right, I'll, I'll try to do one right now.
3: You go, Well, hi, guys!
2: Oh. <laughs> uh,
1: Discord fucked that up so hard.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll thankfully, try to get I'm out.
1: recording the Discord version, so I'm gonna play that in the podcast. I have no idea what the fuck you just said.
2: Okay, wait, okay, so let's just try right now. What's a mask voice sound like to you? Alright, I'll, I'll try to do one right now. You
1: go. Oh <laughs> uh,
2: Discord fucked. What? Wh- well, Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, if, if we're going by Goosebumps rules, the mask voice is. I'm going to talk like this. It's a little Batman-y. Yeah, it's, it's Batman
1: y. It's Batman, yeah. It's straight uh, up Batman, yeah. I'm the weird wear
2: bats. Um. Anyway.
1: Brandon, what's your mask voice?
3: Hello. It is I. <laughs> the haunted mask. <laughs> <Adam>? Ooga booga. <laughs> she was, she was uh, 11 years old. She was only 15. you <laughs> only 11 years old. <laughs> Car- Beth is only 15
2: years Bob, old. Bob, you got one? Oh Oh my. Wow. Okay.
1: yeah you just turn into a bear yeah you... um no for real though it's it's it's
2: batman for me it's like it's bat yeah it's batman
3: hey noah fuck off
2: <laughs> um
3: a little dog with a cold is the is the screen accurate <laughs> is the tv version uh, version
2: but we yes. get to that um, oh god what the we'll fuck we'll get there we'll know? get there we talked about this extensively last night we'll get we'll get there Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. okay chapter one Carly Beth, shockingly 11 years old, <gasps> ponders what to be for her I know, right? Like, it's fucked up that she's not, not 12. 12. What? It's fucked up. Right. <laughs> I literally, like, put the book down for a minute. <laughs> like, like I had, to, I had to think, I was like, huh? Huh? Just had to
1: let it sink in, just, oh my god. It's shockingly... Drawing.
2: 11 years old, ponders what to be for Halloween with her friend Sabrina over some gross macaroni. The first part of this chapter is all macaroni moments. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. It's just a big, I just wrote down the side of the page until the macaroni conversation stopped. Macaroni moments. And we were in there for about six paragraphs.
3: (laughs) Fixated on Mac.
2: The macaroni is gross. It's not good macaroni. Um, Anyway. Is it?
1: It, oh yeah, it is because uh, she makes a comment about bringing her lunch in, so it is cafeteria macaroni. Yes, it
2: is yes, yes, it is cafeteria macaroni. Yeah, it's, that
3: plastic stuff.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing that I didn't realize. Hey, hey, full, hey, listeners, uh, if you actually had good cafeteria food, please let us know on on Twitter. Which I am not calling it by the other. Fuck name. Fuck
2: off. <laughs> the, <laughs>
1: fuck off, Musk. Uh, yeah, let us know on Twitter because uh, uh, Rachel actually talked to me about how her cafeteria food was like immaculate in West Virginia. And, that is such that that stands in such stark contrast with i feel like the rest of the entire country
2: i don't even get cafeteria food
1: definitely with virginia because virginia oh my god the the pizza squares yeah those pizza rectangles those shitty little things you know they sell those in stores now i saw those in target the other day you know
2: what's wild in college there is a papa john's on campus and they only sold pizza squares what
1: the fuck
2: yeah so imagine the quality of papa John's, but also in pizza square form.
1: Oh my
3: God. It's actually the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten. It was vile. The only vile. pizza I've ever thrown away.
2: It was vile. They also sold wings. Food. Oh my God. So, um,
3: so Papa John's is already undercooked unleavened bread that's basically still dough. And they did it even so less so cooking. Bad. Yeah. So it's,
1: bad. Oh my God. It's so nasty. And like, yeah, our cafeteria food was just utter ass the entire like all my years of being in, in school it's just fucking awful
2: carly Beth suggests that she will be a witch for halloween but sabrina notes that she is that that is something carly beth is afraid of which literally who is afraid of witches are the coolest thing ever I, they're witches you're so cool you can't be afraid of them you have to support them you know yeah um we learn that carly beth is a huge scaredy cat and everyone loves to scare her uh, she screams as someone drops a lunch tray and then screams again as someone grabs her shoulder. This is the, that classic Goosebumps moment where a person grabs someone's shoulder.
1: <laughs> it's really crazy here because it's it, she gets scared, screams because someone drops their tray, and then immediately someone grabs her shoulder and she screams again. Can you imagine being in this cafeteria uh, well, and just hearing one person scream constantly
2: i mean it's even worse in the show because it's not even like a person dropping a tray a person walks up to her like slowly (laughs) and just puts like a a donut on the table and she's like
3: (laughs) sorry i thought the donut was a spider
2: Um, oh! <laughs> just
1: I can not what happened to you Carly Beth? What? Uh, well, let flicks
3: the lights on.
2: Ah! Let's fucking get into what happened to Carly Beth because chapter 2 of this book is one of the most egregious things to ever happen in any goosebumps book, I all right? I
1: feel so bad for Carly.
2: I Beth. what the fuck. So, anyway, remember that hand on the shoulder? It's Steve and his friend uh Chuck, two actual monsters who <laughs> Devote their lives to the sociopathic goal of tormenting Carly Beth. Look, I believe that we've said
1: this many times um, in the course of Goosebumps books that certain
2: characters are just shit. Yeah. Chuck and Steve. Yeah. The pinnacle Um, of the worst characters I've ever read any book. They deserve death. They will get there. We'll get there.
1: (laughs) there. They deserve to be uh, chewed up and spewed out by monster blood.
2: Chuck gives Carly Beth his sandwich for reasons that couldn't possibly be good but she accepted anyway um which uh which she eat which she takes only to discover there is a whole ass fucking worm in it Mm. which she has now bitten into chuck and steve tell her it is a fake worm but when she goes to pick it up oops it isn't chuck and steve should hang from the neck until dead unforgivable i was honestly expecting Carly Beth to vomit
1: on them to at yeah. least get some kind of like, so they could get some kind of comeuppance. No, it doesn't.
2: It, also, I've Carly never Beth, seen, these
1: are your friends.
2: Like I've never seen two people who deserve death more than this.
3: Like this is so egregious that this must have happened either to jovial Bob or he witnessed to, it. He must have known somebody who did who had this happen to them because. If you were trying to defend this creative decision to literally anyone, you'd have to say, like, oh, I this happened to me. I mean it every person cool.
2: reading this has to think, Wow, I hope these two characters fucking die. Like right.
3: like, uh, like They it, deserve death. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Hanged from the neck until dead. There is no other option. <laughs>
1: uh the rest of the book is just waiting for their
2: yeah they didn't i mean they deserve more than they got frankly oh definitely definitely Uh, like
3: crucifixion
2: yes anyway carly beth vows vengeance (laughs) which they surely deserve Uh,
1: (laughs) just chuck and steve just did a field on the fucking crucifix
3: (laughs) (laughs) chuck wept
2: chuck wept Uh. (laughs) except that carly beth knows exactly what she does in that sense um anyway chapter three carly beth runs home where she is met by her mother her mother is quote chubby but it's not a negative thing so there's that progress her mother has something to show her it's a head more specifically it's carly beth's head made out of plaster of paris carly beth is a little creeped out by her talented loving mother (laughs) Uh, sorry by her talented loving mother's incredible lifelike art uh especially after it appears to smile at her unknown if that actually happens or if that's a trick of the light unclear but she compliments her mom nonetheless uh Mom informs her that she bought the duck costume she wanted for Halloween, and Carly Beth doubts that a duck is what she needs right now. Also, Carly Beth is so mad at her very thoughtful and loving mother who remembered what she wanted and bought it for her, no questions asked. Anyway, <laughs> she goes to her room to the duck costume. Wherein she initiates the brother summoning ritual. <laughs> oh,
1: God, did she forget she had a brother? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it makes sense for us as the readers to like, be like, oh, what's going on? But for her to be scared of that, she, this girl is just scared of fucking everything. It's incredible. Which, um, actually, that's something that I, I actually wanted to talk about. Um, is this the only Goosebumps book that we've read at least where having these um, these uh, cliffhanger jump scare type things actually works,
2: because... I think yes, actually, yeah.
1: I think, yeah, reading them in the context of someone who is perpetually scared by fucking everything, it really does make sense that, like, Uh, You know, she would be you would you would kind of get the reader in that sort of headspace by having jump scares like every couple pages or like, you know, what the fuck is going on? I don't know. Like before it was bullshit because it it was presented as like, oh, uh, you know, a rack fell, uh, you know, a skeleton fell on me and started attacking me. Oh, wait, Mm -hmm. it was just a a fucking hat rack or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, and a black figure attacked me and it was just a cat where it's here. It's like, no, she's scared of everything. It would make sense that she would like go to the extreme and think that it's the worst possible thing that the duck costume turned into a a real creature and is now running around her room.
2: They feel like um, diegetic jump scares. Like they, yes. they're the problem is that the jump scares in previous Fence books have been exclusively for the sake of the reader, yeah. and they aren't good for one thing. So that's a problem, but. In this case, they are like in universe actual jump scares that really are happening to this person because she is so scared. So it's fine. It's fine that she's overreacting.
3: It it feels a bit like a happy accident because Yeah, kind like of. It, yeah. I don't know if it's yeah. intentional. It's he's
2: like R.L.
1: Stein backed into this.
3: Yeah, like they're they're like the the jumps are definitely less trashy than usual because it's mm-hmm. not like uh the skeleton jumped on her. Just kidding, it was her brother. Uh, they're pretty much like classic goosebumps grabber moments where someone grabs her from the shoulders, and that's the end of the chapter. And this character in particular would that be enough to frighten yeah, her? Yeah, it so, would yeah. be enough. So it it just works. It's, a, it's I think it's a happy accident. I I don't know if the rest of the I, probably it's a happy yeah. accident. You're probably yeah, right. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but to their it mean, hey, a happy accident. Everybody's still happy. Um,
3: if mm-hmm.
2: they say maybe
1: <laughs> they are known for saying that yes.
2: uh, do you, if they if they say that i don't know anyway the next chapter whatever that one is chapter four quack
0: chapter four quack <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> which, by Quack.
1: the way, I don't think we've, ta- don't think we've talked about um, <laughs> the the book on tape, but
2: it's uh, pretty good. The one good. that destroyed my TV, yeah, yeah,
1: yes, the one that absolutely wrecked your TV. Uh, for for the listeners who do not know, Mario was in the middle of listening to the book on tape on his brand new Samsung TV,
2: which caused it to die. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Arl Stein. Thank you for this. <laughs> it was just
3: too scaly. Too scary it Is scaly.
2: The best part. Part is I w- oh man that's just reminding me that I accidentally sat on the remote uh, on Friday night while I was watching a movie with somebody and it turned on the uh, uh, voice text reading thing oh hell yeah <laughs> and again, just narrating everything I did it's awesome <laughs> it's so good I was like uh anyway movie sorry
1: menu <laughs> um sorry
2: please don't please don't be annoyed by me i'm just a little baby idiot
3: (laughs) resume watching suspiria
2: yeah we were watching i think it was during suspiria and or the craft one of the two um anyway anyway in the book's most unnecessary chapter carly beth is attacked by what she believes for one half of a split fucking second is a living duck costume, but it's actually her brother, Noah, age unknown. Carly
1: the Beth... voice acting of which for this uh, part on the book on tape, immaculate.
0: As she staggered backwards in astonishment, the duck knocked her over and pinned her to the hallway floor. Quack! Quack! The costume has come alive! That was Carly Beth's first frightened thought. Then, she quickly realized the truth. Noah! Get off me! Quack!
2: I can already, I mean, I can hear it in my mind, you know. Um, Koveth learns store-bought costumes are bad uh, as her the costume begins to immediately fall apart. Sometimes things that are expensive are worse. Um, Sabrina calls her and tells her the science fair is tomorrow, giving me a panic attack. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. Do y'all get that? Yes. I feel like I was never prepared for a science fair, even once in my life. Like always last minute putting uh, glue sticks on triptychs, you know, like Mm -hmm. so then like hearing that a project is due that you just didn't think about. And it's the next day and it's a group project, no less like, oh, my God, the scariest chapter.
1: That's one of my recurring nightmares is uh, waking up and thinking that something is due. Today and I hadn't, I, I I wasn't ready for it.
3: Yeah, I think that those those serve a function. That's like your subconscious reminding you how important it is not to miss deadlines, and so it, for the rest of your life is going to spend, you know, one out of every ten days. Having you have a nightmare about being late for something. Mm.
2: I wish my subconscious would shut the fuck up for once. (laughs) Sam, fuck off. Uh, Fuck off. Um,
3: Get out of here, subconscious.
2: Anyway, we jump to an entirely unnecessary sequence at the science fair where someone built a working computer. (laughs) Like... (laughs) From scratch. Huh? From scratch. Huh? Excuse (laughs) me? Mario, from scratch. (laughs) Yeah, I want to note, Carly Beth and Sabrina's project is balls on string made to look like the solar system meanwhile Martin Goodman who I presume is also 11 years old built a fucking computer out of nothing <laughs> I <Huh? laughs>
1: I don't even like okay you you remember though like what kind of computer is it are we talking about like uh like uh, <laughs> like building a computer from scratch is like one of those things where oh do you mean you're just buying pre-built pieces and then assembling everything I don't, and what kind of I computer like in this context from back uh, from in the 90s, I would imagine that a computer is, I would imagine it's like maybe like a calculator or something. Bob,
3: they said from scratch, that means flour, eggs, water.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess he wouldn't mind his
3: own fucking uh, silicon or something. Yeah, he's making his own wafers. He's programming his own logic with rocks. He's tricking rocks into thinking by putting electricity into them, which is also homegrown. True, true. Got an electric eel in a tank next to it.
2: Martin Martin Goodman baked a computer, okay? <laughs> he, put, oh God. he got an easy-baked computer, put it in there, popped it out, and now he's playing Minecraft. Um,
1: <laughs> That's actually where Minecraft came from.
2: Yeah, that he's not, actually. A whole bunch of sh- other shit that doesn't matter happens. I- I'll be honest with you, this chapter kind of a weak chapter um
1: yeah you got a lot of you got a lot of bum chapters my friend
2: i did i did this chapter i I mean i think the rest of the book book is propulsive this chapter feels like RL stein was like oh i need another chapter in here
1: Uh." (laughs) yeah i do i do like it for one reason that you'll get to but so
2: um so uh, they are at the science fair and uh, suddenly someone shouts that a tarantula has escaped um, it's definitely real and a threat and Kylie Beth of course freaks out and she freaks out even more when she feels something pinch her leg <gasps> oh my god is it a tarantula do you think?
1: surely it's oh, the tarantula no tarantulas are known to just bite anything that moves
2: yeah <laughs>
1: they're definitely not scared and will huddle in a corner in the uh, shadows I mean, or...
2: spiders in general definitely don't just want to be left alone for sure yeah uh, they mean... actively hunt children um <laughs> and bite them <laughs> in a science fair
3: <laughs> the scaredy cat carly beth is definitely she was be on full alert if she was within the same room as a tarantula.
2: I mean, so, so would I. Yes, no yes, no yes. no judgment really. I mean, I would no, definitely it, also be like, uh really? Are you sure? It's about totally that?
1: understandable. And by the way, I just want to really quickly say, uh if you are uh, afraid of spiders, if you are arachnophobic Uh, (laughs) I know that it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, immersion therapy is the thing. I I don't want to be weird like that, but I just want to say jumping spiders are so fucking cute and they're amazing and wonderful and they don't hurt anybody. And they're so cool and chill and they're just tiny little dogs. And I was watching a video about how a lot of people were like actually becoming acclimated to spiders, even bigger spiders, purely because of jumping spiders and their fucking cuteness. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe maybe look up a video or a picture of a jumping spider and maybe it'll, Just, maybe it'll help no, you. Just
2: look, uh, look at Bob's favorite Pokemon yes, for a while. Yes, Joltik. He's yeah, right behind like me. Yeah. He,
1: he watches over my shoulder all the time now. <laughs> actually, I was in a work meeting the other day and they were like, Do you have, is that a Pokemon behind you? And I was like, oh, Yes, did. it's Joltik. Anyway, and then I was fired uh, <laughs> jumping spiders
3: are adorable they're little puppies they are mm-hmm. little
1: they're little little dogs and when they look up at you like huh what's that they uh, if you haven't held a jumping spider in your hand and they they like look around, they explore and they look at you and they're, they tilt their head to the side. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. so fucking cute. Oh God. I, I, if you're afraid of spiders and you think you can maybe handle like a little bit, I, I they're so fucking adorable. I, I was recommend. watching a
2: video on, on TikTok um, where a uh, person was handling a black widow spider and, um, it, uh, nestled in the uh, crook between his thumb and his index finger um, which is terrifying, right? Uh, but he was like, "Oh, well, she's really comfortable there because she thinks that she's invisible." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Relatable as fuck.
2: <laughs> and I mean, yeah, he's. I mean, he was like, uh, "This is obviously very scary because I have to get her out of here." But, um, uh, but anyway chapter five the tarantula was not real would you believe uh it was another shock it was another classic chuck and steve prank that everyone thought was hilarious including the teachers that's that's (laughs) the part that i yeah uh fuck everybody
1: fuck now. the world <laughs> fuck, fuck everything the world. <laughs> bad school burn it all down and all these people deserve death um, the, the teachers laughing at her before with chuck and steve and the rest of the kids in the cafeteria i can uh, that that's that's ch- that's kids get it. that's get kids it. being kids i get it the teachers yeah. the fucking yeah.
2: teachers also also like to note here that this Uh, fun joke destroys their science fair project right yeah so hey completely obliterates it hey teach do we get a pass on that because you found it so fucking funny like i hope you don't fail me while laughing at me
1: (laughs) for real it's so ridiculous oh my god
2: kai flees uh and again plots her revenge yeah chapter six Uh carly beth and sabrina plan halloween apparently steve called to apologize which feels really too little too late on that one Maybe fucking don't do that you piece of shit Um, yeah, even carly beth calls it
1: out. It's like well if he was really sorry like he wouldn't fucking do that shit
2: Yeah, sabrina suggests the prank was funny sabrina fucking sabrina. It was your
3: project too, you stupid ooh, you dummy sabrina I really need you to be supportive for, like, one second. I need you to be a fucking friend right now. Like...
2: Can I get a road brother here? Like part of the (laughs) Part of the horror of
1: Goosebumps, apparently, like a a common thread, is friends not being fucking mm -mm. real friends. (laughs) Not real
2: friends. Just
1: god damn it.
2: Fuck. Anyway. Carly Plitbeth plans to use her savings. $30, baby. That's a lot of money in the 90s. In 93 money? Yeah. Uh, let's do a quick calculation on that. I forgot to do this. I was gonna do this earlier. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Uh, is $30 in 1993. Uh, that would be $63 and 34 cents. Oh. That's a whole ass video game, brother. That's like that.
1: Yeah. 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 Carly be- well, maybe not now cause they're $70 on PC. Yeah. 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 You get a good steam deal steam sale going. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Let's see. Anyway, uh, she's going to use her settings to buy a mask at the party store. Uh, but she was delayed as her mom made her watch her brother after school. Uh,
1: no, you shut the fuck up, Mom. Da, da,
2: da, da. Uh, anyway, so Carly Beth then leaves uh, having once her mom is home and she cannot have to babysit anymore. Uh, she observes all the classic hallmarks of a Halloween night, including a spooky mansion that will not matter at all in the course of this story. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and only to arrive at the store and find it closed. <gasps> I would just like to note how much time and space on a page R.L. Stein devotes to describing um, the mansion or the haunted house um, which is specifically called the carpenter mansion I presume in reference to John Carpenter
3: that's fine R.L. Stein's interests are very clear yes yes
2: yes yeah 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 yeah. I, I really thought that this was going to somehow come into play in this book I was like man did the TV show like omit this this haunted house that is going to be involved in this story no it doesn't matter it's just there I mean it's I guess it's flavor yeah yeah
1: I kind of wish Goosebumps would do the more, like, uh, universe-building stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit with the, with the TV version of this, actually, I think. Uh, oh. Uh, or my, my thoughts on things that I think Goosebumps could do better. Um. Anyway, chapter seven, the store is closed, but in a stroke of good luck, a man in a cape lets Carly Beth in anyway. Note to kids at home, men in capes can always be trusted. <laughs> always. <laughs> Carly Beth tells him she needs a scary mask, and he makes several awful suggestions. (laughs) A gorilla. He he repeatedly suggests a gorilla, which is not scary. I'm sorry. He's
3: just afraid of gorillas, that guy.
2: Maybe he's just afraid. The worst suggestion he makes is what is clearly Spock. From Star Trek, <laughs> like that's excuse me. She keeps saying scary. And he's like, we have a gorilla. I-, I want a scary mask. We have Spock. I-, I want a scary fucking mask, dude. Like, like suggest a skeleton at least. Anyway, he then has to take a call. Carly Beth browses the store and sees uh, several generic and copyrighted characters, including uh, Freddy Krueger and Uncle Fester. But more, uh, but none are sufficiently scary. Finally, she discovers mysterious back room. Uh, I did like seeing some copyright branded characters show up here um i thought it was interesting that carly beth would recognize freddy krueger being that she is such a freddy cat but then again i guess he's ubiquitous
1: also uh did you notice uh anything about uh the word krueger and whether it was spelled correctly or not
2: and it was spelled wrong
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> you spelled krueger wrong which is fine honestly like <laughs> wait you get the, you get that e floats friday krieger
2: is it spelled wrong <laughs> or is it spelled incorrectly intentionally oh uh, yeah 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 that might be it yeah yeah you remember frederick kruger, <laughs> uh, kruger <Kruglois. laughs> from the bad dreams on oak parkway
3: um, <laughs> yes Ferd crudge uh,
2: and i believe that the
1: um adolescent uh mutated Uh, Kung Fu frogs were uh, (laughs) mentioned here.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we all remember them. Um, Chapter eight. (laughs) <laughs> Amazing six dope as fuck masks. Wait, Carly Beth, <laughs> for real?
1: Oh, she found these, and I'm like, I want every. Oh, I want them.
2: They're buy all dope. One. They I are dope as fuck. One. Six dope as fuck masks await Carly Beth, who is fully le- leaning into being a fucking freak. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Get uh, I would like to know. All right, all right. I got. We, we got three fucking freaks in this book. Chuck and Steve are fucking freaks. Oh, I. Right? Thought
1: I was gonna try and get you to say Noah was a fucking freak.
2: I think Noah is a. Uh, Noah is an age undetermined. I don't think you can, be a, you can really be a fucking freak until you get to a certain age where you're, like, consciously choosing to be that way. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh,
1: I think I've got something for you in maybe a couple chapters okay, that, okay, will, okay, okay, that okay. will
2: solidify his freak status. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm willing to consider it. But Carly Beth here, she's she woke up today and said... I'm I'm a fucking freak. She I'm chose, become. She
3: chose uh, freak. Freak mode.
2: Um, she's in that p- freak flag flag fly. She's in the freak flag fly. <laughs> freak flag pants. <flag. laughs> freak flag a fly. There we go.
3: She's going freak mode.
2: Ah uh, yeah. She's going freak mode. Freak status um, confirmed. The masks are grotesque with rotting flesh. Uh, yeah.
1: Fuck yeah. Nails
2: driven through their eyes. Dope as hell. Hell yeah. And rats coming out of their heads. That oh, one's my not God. Uh, I mean yeah. Not as wild, but like pretty good. Fucking sweet. Carly Beth settles on the most monstrous one, uh, but when she touches it, it cries out, if you can believe that. you can definitely believe that yes yes, yes. bob will tell us whether we believe it or not in chapter nine yeah
1: chapter nine i want to say this is one of the only bullshit cliffhangers in this book but when you're a constantly terrified child it kind of makes sense that you'd think a mask is screaming at you instead of a store owner giving you shit for being somewhere you're not supposed to be quote I'm sorry you saw these. The owner apologizes to Carly Beth as he ominously creeps toward her, backing her further into the room and into the display shelves because they're not for sale. Ah, The classic horror via misunderstanding. (laughs) Carly Beth proceeds to beg the owner to buy the green goblin mask for an entire page, causing the man to give up out of exhaustion as Carly Beth shoves $30 into his hand. You'll be sorry, he says, as Carly Beth Naruto runs all the way home, (coughs) determined to make Noah her first victim.
2: I would like to say the green comma goblin mask. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, I
1: would would like to say the green erase the comma. This is us. (laughs) acting out our google docs moment here (laughs) you are adding a comment and i am erasing that shit because that's what i was referencing before this mask in the fucking haunted mask tv show and on the cover Mm. dead fucking ringer for the green uh, the green goblin mask from the original sam raimi spider-man movie i can't unsee it
3: they're the same fucking thing i mean and and but but we call it the Green Googler, though. <laughs> oh yes, yes. <laughs> the Green
2: Goblin. Um, <laughs> the
1: Green Googler just makes me think of someone just gr- like their their skin has been tinted green, and they're just on a computer on Google.com.
3: <laughs> We're the Green Googler.
2: I tell you, I bought I bought that candle. I bought that that, that Goblin Goo candle because I yeah, did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I yeah, did yeah. buy that. Yeah. You
1: bought that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the one that I thought that you could eat when I first saw it. Oh, yeah, I've got it. It (laughs) smells
2: like candied apples.
0: Um. This is the network sensor. We will not be talking about (laughs) Goblin Goo. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, We won't. won't. The goo
2: is unspecified. Maybe he owns it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Maybe... (laughs) Oh, it's a
1: combination of all goblin goo that could possibly come out of a goblin. It's a mystery.
2: Maybe he just owns the goo. It's goblins' possessive goo. Anyway, what you're saying, what you're telling me is that Carly Beth uh, should at some point have been like, together we could rule this city, Catwoman. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. Chapter 10. Carly Beth gets home to find Noah listening to, quote, an old heavy metal song in his room mm. as he puts on his halloween costume which turns out to be a giant cockroach now mario okay does that not make this child a freak
2: okay yes children should not that's yes okay all right i'll grant you also can we talk can we talk real quick about
1: what what, what was he listening to an old heavy metal. That's cool.
2: He's, cool. He's cool. He's cool. Is it like Led Zeppelin or something? Oh, maybe a little Ozzy Osbourne action. Yeah,
3: maybe something uh, like that. Fairies wear flip-flops. I was
2: going to say, was it fairies mm-hmm. reboots? I bet. Yeah, I yeah. bet it was fairies, yeah. fairies wear boots. reboots, yeah. I like flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carly Beth
1: dons the mask that is haunted, which she describes as, t- as tight and feeling warm inside. No comment. She calls out to Noah, and one of the coolest things about this mask is revealed. It's got a voice changer inside. So Carly Beth now sounds, quote, gruff and low, unquote. She completely fucks with Noah, and he basically shits himself, screaming for his mom. Carly Beth reveals herself by pointing out to Noah that she hasn't changed her clothes, saying, Don't you recognize my jeans, my sweater? It's me, you idiot. You fucking dumbass. She then attempts to take off the mask, but it won't come off. Chapter 11 The mask comes off with a little bit more effort. Never mind. Noah wants to try on the mask, but Carly Beth's late for trick-or-treating. She goes to her room and brainstorms the rest of her costume.
2: Uh, can I, I'd like to interject something in this chapter. Go for it. We'll, 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 we'll whoa, whoa, talk whoa. about it now. We'll put a pin in it. And we'll bring it up in the show. Okay. At this point, Noah mentions that the thing that was scariest about the costume. Yes. Was the voice that Carly Beth was doing.
1: Ah, uh, yes.
2: And... I think this is a pretty critical element to the story as it is written, is that when Carly Beth has the mask on and is in full fucking Farik mode, Mm -hmm. she is doing a voice that she is not normally capable of doing. Like, we're, we're joking about it being the Batman voice, but to me what that means is like, this is like either not a human sounding voice or the voice of clearly not an 11 year old girl
0: right it, yes it,
3: it, it I think like what you're probably hearing in your mind is the pretty classic and very very easy to process like demon voice where it's the lower pitch and the and a higher pitched up version at the same time or three pitches
2: yeah sure
3: but you 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 all know what that sounds like. Mm-hmm. And they could have very easily done it in the show, but we'll get to it.
1: Yeah, and uh, they, the interesting thing about the um, uh, book-on-tape version is that they do what you think should be done here.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, before my TV broke, I did notice that.
0: <laughs> Noah was standing in front of the mirror, adjusting the two long cockroach feelers above his head. Noah, I'm coming for you, Carly Beth called. To her surprise... Her voice came out gruff and low. It wasn't her voice at all. Huh? Startled, Noah spun around. Noah, I've got you.
1: So yeah, I'll just say that um the the per- the person who r- narrated the book on tape, uh, Georgianne Mar- Marie, uh, does a fantastic job. Like uh, in a lot of ways, um, like just does an amazing job with not only with Noah's voice and. Uh, characters are, you know, um, sounding the way that you would expect. But also with the um, demon voice that's coming out of the mask, she she does a fantastic job. It, it, she did a really, really good job. And I wish that they had consulted her for the TV show, but whatever, <laughs> we'll get to it. Also, another thing that's interesting about um, that that we should p- maybe point out here is that when uh, uh Carly Beth has the mask on, her voice is the demon voice yeah like she doesn't have control over it um it's just that how her voice sounds when she talks while wearing the mask
2: right she's not consciously doing it exactly
1: and this is represented in the book on tape we'll talk about the tv show later anyway so chapter 12 grabbing a broom handle carly beth takes the plaster of paris head her mom made of her and puts it on top of the broom which is honestly a, a pretty great idea and makes for a pretty cool costume Carly Beth looks into a hallway mirror and admires the mask, commenting that it looks like a real face and that her eyes seem to be part of the mask. Boo. (laughs) She says to herself as she races out the door. And right when she's nearly out the door, her mom wants to see how she looks in her duck costume. Oh, no. We're going to get in trouble, guys.
3: About to get caught.
1: We're going to get caught. (laughs) Going to get caught. Chapter 13. We don't get caught. Her mom gets a call from her father in Chicago, which I think is the only reference to her father in this entire book. Carly Beth leaves her house and heads to Sabrina's to meet up with her friends. And while she's on her way, she reminisces about the time Chuck and Steve put a rubber rat in her trick-or-treat bag, proving yet again that they're the fucking worst and deserve to die. But Carly Beth knows that, and she's out for revenge. And as she arrives on Sabrina's front stoop, she hears a couple boys approaching. And they're definitely Chuck and Steve. There's no way that they aren't Chuck and Steve. They are described as two boys. Chuck and Steve are two boys. It's Chuck and Steve. Chapter 14, they're not Chuck and Steve. But Carly Beth gives them PTSD regardless. She jumps out of a shrub and the boys shriek, causing their mom to come up behind them and try to give Carly Beth a stern talking to. Carly Beth isn't having any of her shit and tells her to, quote, go away, I'm warning you. The lady is simply appalled at this kid's behavior and (laughs) wants to talk to her parents. Meanwhile, Carly Beth is literally contemplating murdering her. I can't stress this enough. Carly Beth is going to kill her. (laughs) The the, the way that she is uh, describing her thought process, she is like, I'm going to rip this fucking lady apart. I'm going to rip her apart. And so it's probably a good idea to take a little moment here and kind of highlight the fact that this mask is changing Carly Beth. Like this is, there's some interesting stuff that's going on here because it's, it's simultaneously like cool that she's like sort of allowed to act out sort of her more like darker thoughts. or mm-hmm. uh, But at the same time, it's like you can kind of hear her thought process getting pushed further into her subconscious and uh, everything that she's doing is like more animalistic and she's acting out every like primal like urge you know Mm -hmm. it's it's Mm kind of neat because yeah it's just neat
2: i like it It, i i would say it's more than kind of neat i'd say this is neat i'd say this
3: is a pretty cool idea yeah i'd say this is female empowerment <laughs> you don't like where it's going then get off the train boys murder is female empowerment hey yeah. listen
1: it, well l- l- more the specifically thought, though. the, mur- the murder of chuck and steve is female mm-hmm. empowerment i will say that
3: i think that the murder of chuck and steve is justice
1: yes agree <laughs> agree <Agreed>. uh if <laughs> chuck and steve got killed in this book i i legitimately wouldn't uh, That'd be fine I wouldn't bat an eye. Chapter 15. The two boys convince their mom to leave this unhinged lunatic alone <laughs> because they'd rather get candy than become dead. Just as Carly Beth becomes fully joker thinking to herself, yeah, I'm crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. <laughs> Which is amazing. In I think the show did it, but also the, the uh, book on tape does it amazing.
0: Let's go, mom. Yeah, let's go. She's crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy. Crazy, crazy,
1: crazy. Sabrina appears at her door in her Catwoman costume, and things wind down.
2: Her cat space woman costume.
1: Cat space woman. Yes, the woman who is a cat. Yes. See, I, I, I did. Was the reference to her being a witch earlier because of Sabrina, the teenage witch? Had that come out yet, or is that? Is maybe I'm reading into that probably. So sabrina's shocked at Carly Beth's head on a stick, saying that it looks real, which. I don't, has anyone seen Plaster of Paris? It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't look real. Especially in the show. No. <laughs> exactly. The show is so fucking good. Oh, my God. So uh, so Sabrina says it looks real. Then she reveals to Carly Beth that Chuck and Steve will be late because they're taking Steve's little sister trick-or-treating fucking bullshit. The two girls start down the block and Sabrina starts quizzing Carly Beth on her mask, asking her where she bought it, if her mom made it, if she got it at the new party store, If she can touch it, what is it made of? Is it made of skin? Is it rubber? Why is it so warm? Is it uncomfortable to wear? You know, stuff like that. Anyway, Carly Beth responds very normally by screaming at her friend to shut up, shut up, shut up, grabbing her by the throat with both hands as
2: she starts to choke the life out of her.
3: Fully (laughs) Joker-pilled.
2: Yeah, so, so, Well, I mean, I guess I could say it here. It also fits in the next chapter and also the TV show. So we're talking about like uh, giving into animalistic urges, you know, violent impulses and stuff like that. And I want to stress that in this book, as it is written, as it is written, so it shall be. And as R.L. Stein wrote it, it sure sounds as though this is not a joke. This is this is Carly Beth actively trying to strangle her friend.
1: Another thing to highlight. Uh, which it kind of changes in a really weird way for the show. But yes, I, yes, you can tell, um, in the, at the beginning of the next chapter, I make a little joke about it, but, uh, in my summary, but no, you can definitely tell that she, she like is surprised and shocked at what she is doing. Right. And then tries to like, you know, be like, uh, she plays it off. I actually think that that's uh, something that's said, maybe not uh verbatim in the in the book but she definitely tries to like play it off as like a you know oh yeah 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 yeah. so anyway let's just get to it chapter 16 sabrina cries out and carly beth immediately realizes how badly she is just fucked up falling back on the it's just a prank bro defense sabrina lets it slide it is Halloween after all—the night oh, where I'm
2: just trying to get your friends,
1: the night where your friends can physically assault you, and it's perfectly fine. Yeah. The two then go trick or treating proper, hitting a few houses and scoring some candy, all while Carly Beth fucks with everyone in sight. They then come to a house where the owner's wife insists that they come inside to show her elderly mother their costumes, and on their way out, they're given two green apples this is absolute bullshit so carly yeah beth, fuck that fuck that fuck that i'm with carly beth right here like sometimes you gotta yeah the you're bringing out the more animalistic things this is an animalistic urge i'm cool with fuck that shit so carly beth takes both her and sabrina's apples and beams
2: them at the house yep
3: <laughs> the yep. owner puffs. Yep. <laughs> was that crucify halloween fruit givers
2: again yes. this is fine I, this is justified in my mom.
3: Chuck and Steve and Halloween fruit givers and the toothbrush people, all y'all get on the cross.
2: Yeah, so far, <laughs> nothing nothing is wrong with any of her actions except strangling Sabrina. That's the only one yes. I'm going to say is objectively incorrect.
3: Yeah. <laughs> she strangles Sabrina and in a jokey voice said, Who did that? <laughs>
2: he <laughs> knew he, he went too far, <laughs> so she said, Who did that? <laughs> And he said, I was the only one who could pull this mask off. I'm not taking the mask off. I've never stood up for anything in my life. I'm taking a stand now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm standing up for this mask.
1: Well, it's also like Sabrina mentions it later in the in the book. Uh, like some parents don't let their kids eat like fruit. Like, yes. like anything that's not packaged.
2: packaged. Yeah, Sabrina's parents expressly will not let her eat anything that is not packaged uh, on Halloween. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I think... Uh, well, I don't, I don't want to say anything about that because there's a lot of rumors and misinformation about, like, you know, razor blades being in candy and shit like that. Uh,
2: poisoned candy did happen one time. However, yes, it happened one
1: provable time. Yes,
2: yes, it happened one provable time because the guy poisoned his own family with it. Yes. It yes. wasn't a random person. It was a guy poisoning his family. So if you want
1: to hear more about that, uh, I recommend the the podcast you're wrong about. Um, uh, uh, there is an episode that specifically talks about Halloween candy and it's, it's very good. I like that podcast a lot. Uh, so anyway, coming back to our podcast, uh, the owner of the house pops his head out and says, Hey, what's the big idea? And the kids take off running down the block. Carly Beth suggests splitting up to get more candy, prompting Sabrina to reveal the biggest twist in a Goosebumps book I've ever heard. Quote, Carly Beth, you don't even like candy. Shock. Shock. What an, like? Uh, huh?
3: I'm I'm shocked that the book just
1: didn't end.
2: Yeah, I agree. That's uh, messed up. Like I have no words. Up. Like, like
3: <laughs> Carly Beth is not a child. Carly
2: Beth, what is wrong with you?
1: Carly Beth is the most Christian protagonist we've had <laughs> in a book books so far. <laughs> Uh, so the kids split up and Carly Beth starts straight up stealing candy from other kids pumping herself up to scare and or kill Chuck and Steve end of chapter 16 chapter 17 oh well wouldn't you know Chuck and Steve are here now surprise <laughs> I think the chapter begins with, with like uh, five minutes later Chuck and Steve were walking down the road
2: we didn't have anything to do in the, the rest of the book for that point it's like eh.
1: <laughs> eh. eh. Uh. This entire chapter, all two pages worth, is just Carly Beth continuing to pump herself up about scaring and/or killing Chuck and Steve.
2: You hey Mario,
1: in, yeah, remember when you said the duck costume chapter was the least
2: important chapter of the book? Oh, how does it feel being dead wrong, buddy? I'm the. the I think the science fair is less important than this. Like, <laughs> I think that spending time in Carly Beth, Beth's headspace is worth it. <laughs> like,
1: like, okay. All right. I just it, it's so funny to me that it's just like it, it entirely serves to just she's just pumping herself up. She's yep. Just like yep. yeah, I'm gonna fucking do I'm gonna fucking do what these guys deserve I'm gonna do I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna kill get em. them. They're gonna fucking die. I'm gonna get Oh, uh, Brandon were you saying
3: something? Uh, I was just adding to the chorus. Of, I'm gonna kill them <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 18 Carly Beth jumps out of a hedge and screams at the top of her lungs causing the boys to lose their shit with Chuck grabbing onto Steve's coat, which I thought was a nice little little touch, Carly Beth demands their candy, and Chuck asks, Carly Beth, is that you? Carly Beth points at the head on her broomstick and says, that's Carly Beth's head. The boys start to calm down and push back against Carly Beth's demands for their candy, but as she lowers the stick head toward the boys, it starts to blink and says, help me. Which isn't a fake out and isn't really explored at all throughout the rest of the book. End of chapter 18. So what was that?
2: Like, <laughs> wait, uh, wait, so Brandon, and I talked about this a bit last night for the show versus, versus book. It, it mouths the words. Help me. It doesn't say it, it just mouths the words
3: mm-hmm. um, in the in the story, in the show. Obviously, they could not get away with that. Yeah,
2: yeah I think I think my mind might have in the show. Uh, they couldn't do they couldn't do that.
1: I think it got fucked up on the uh, by the book on tape because in the book on tape, like it.
2: <laughs> well, they're reading it. So it's it, going to exactly it,
1: So I think my mind like kind of short circuited on that yeah. because she says, help me. You, you but, can
2: yeah. you can have it mouth the words if you if you are reading it, yes. But if someone else is reading it or they're showing it on TV, you really got to say it. Uh, I think, yeah, to make it work. But in any case, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the head, the magic of the head is unclear. The magic, <laughs> the magic uh, of the head, <laughs> like I the, I, the reason
3: why it's confusing is because it says all three of them saw the bobbing head form the silent words, help me. And then Steve cries in the next chapter. It talked, so yeah, it is a bit confusing. But It's kind of confusing.
2: Maybe I who knows. In any case, what the head is doing unclear. I mean, obviously, uh, we we'll get into this. I, I've got thoughts on the themes of this book a little bit and, and what it they should be. Uh, but yeah. Um, but <laughs>
1: yeah, I think I feel the same.
2: But in any case, I'll I'll let Brandon. I'll let Brandon take us away. Take us away, Brandon.
3: Okay. I'll do that. (laughs) Chapter 19. At the beginning of of chapter 19, we are still on the street with Carly, Beth, and Chuck and Steve. Her head on a stick has mouthed, help me to Chuck and Steve. It talked, Steve cries, and Steve and Chuck flee in terror. The wind swirls around Carly, Beth, as she exults in her newfound power, imagining herself leaping into the sky. She had scared those little bastards completely. Good for her. Still not adequate uh, recompense for the worm, though. Yeah. Nope. Uh Carly Beth briefly reflects on the minor issue that her mannequin head had come to life and begged for help. Uh, She decides it probably didn't happen. She reflects with pleasure about how great it was to revenge herself upon the punks that worminated her sandwich. The wind swirls around Carly Beth as she... Begins to Naruto Naruto run across the neighborhood. Bob Bob, Bob and I. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: (laughs) I did hear yesterday. Brandon did say there's a there's a big anime energy in this story, and I was like, what are we talking about? And now I get it. It's the Naruto run. (laughs)
3: <laughs> she does a ton of running through the neighborhood she basically never stops running and yet once she gets the mask she on.
2: never yeah. uses her sharingan so
1: <laughs> no it's ridiculous yeah that, there's not a single rasengan in this entire fucking thing water Maybe ball kagebuncha kage nojutsu it's fucking bullshit
3: Uh, (laughs) so she's crossing lawns
1: suddenly i've got the mental image of fucking chuck and steve being burned by that fucking black flame
2: shit (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm imagining unleashing the dragon of the darkness flame onto uh chuck and steve um also i'll just say this for for the kids at home we're recording this on uh the day after the day after an auspicious moment in the history of anime the year five reveal on one piece, uh, the animation, the anime version, uh, let's all remember this day is that it was a momentous occasion. Crunchy roll broke. It broke. Crunchyroll. Definitely.
1: Definitely. Definitely not important. The fact that, uh, uh, Trump was just, uh, uh, that wasn't yesterday. Lucky. Well, not, well, uh, there was something that happened yesterday. I mean, that, but uh, okay.
2: You tell me if it's more important than Luffy, Going gear five. You you Look, you n- tell n- me that.
1: Nothing's more important. I than mean, listen, I, Gear 5. and I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs>
2: look, look, this is like, listen, they fucking went so crazy. We'll watch it later. it went fucking crazy. <laughs> they, went, they went buck all, wild. All I know, oh,
1: oh, so he, oh yeah, so he's, um, he's going, uh, uh what was it, Dragon Ball Z, the, uh, uh going, uh, what was it, hey, okay. Super, super, super Saiyan? No, it's the, it's Mad the gears. one of the last ones because his hair turns white.
2: Uh, oh, uh, what was it called? Uh, Ultra Instinct. Ultra Instinct. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so, it's, it's, it's a little different. Than than that but but just uh the animators were having a fucking blast uh, they went so wild also the like sound effects people put in a ton of like old cartoon sound effects it's really cool actually Aww, it's genuinely really cool. cool it's genuinely quite cool uh oh that'd be
1: cool if uh dbz did the same oh uh, that's so cool
2: they also put in some old dbz sound effects like
1: <laughs> oh fuck yeah um, <laughs> uh, anyway so uh yeah the um Uh, So uh, uh, now I'm just mentally imagining that uh, Carly Beth opened up the gate, opened up the eighth gate, the gate of death. Uh,
4: (laughs) 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 When when Carly Beth
2: took a bite of the, uh, uh, what would this be? What would this be? uh, I guess it would be like the mask mask fruit. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah. uh it'd be the the devil face fruit or something
1: yeah the, the 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 uh carly beth wrote uh chuck and steve in the uh uh what was the name of that fucking the, death note. Yeah, like in the death note
2: yeah like the death note be like the the common common no me <laughs>
1: hey well, careful we're gonna the sensor is gonna come back we're gonna
3: that's yeah be careful she's definitely. got her hand on the button yeah We're
1: going to get canceled, like, immediately. You got to be careful about that. Okay,
2: okay, okay. I'll try, I'll try.
1: By the way, um, I don't really, like... (laughs) uh, uh, One Piece, I'm not really that... I I have no idea what's going on. But... The live action trailer actually got me kind of interested. No, I'm just saying it kind of looks it kind of looks fun. No, the sensor is about to press a button.
2: (laughs) No, no,
1: No, the sensor just comes into my room with a
3: gun.
2: Vicious beeping.
3: (laughs) Vicious beeping. People,
2: people keep saying they're excited about it, and I don't. Feel it I also think a critical Element of one piece that has only that Literally comes up in the thing that happened Last night is one of those things Where if you said this Plot point of the series is a Major plot point and then said They made a live action one though I would be you you the person you Told it to be like what the fuck What the fuck <laughs> uh, Are they trying to do fucking who frame Roger Rabbit like what the fuck uh, It's <laughs> uh, Ah you should read One Piece. Uh, you should read One Piece. <laughs> anyway. That's
1: what I was kind of saying is that the, the live action thing got me kind of interested in like maybe reading it or but, something. I don't know. Uh, I'm already doing so many fucking. I'm already doing um One Punch Man. I'm already doing uh, My Hero Academia. We can't have
2: like, a One Piece podcast. There are already too I many also, of those. <laughs> there are already too many of
1: those. I also just finished a, a recap of uh all of uh what was the name of that one invincible
2: oh invents not an anime invincible
1: okay not a man not a, well yeah, um
2: mm. but yeah not an
1: anime more like a like a traditional
2: a, a western comic, cartoon adaptation yeah, of yeah, a yeah. comic book which has a budget actually
1: <laughs> yeah which by the way that uh don't recommend it it's it's fucking oh god well you Robert don't recommend Kirkman. invincible
2: yeah kirkman's writing no. is like such He he's so edgy He's so like, but Mario,
1: we're the walking dead. Don't you realize that? Yeah. Don't you realize that? It's so deep. I hurt my eyes rolling them so hard when I read that. Uh, I I legitimately quit. Like, I was, uh, this is fucking stupid. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's anime for you. Going back to Carly Beth, who has just get- attained the powers <laughs> of the
3: Devil Fruit. Last time on Yure no Masku.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, would it be? Too good, would it, or would it be it like? Ran. I think it would be cursed mask. Realistically, right? Like
3: I think it would be ghost mask. I
2: think it would be cursed. Uh, in in Chinese, it's cursed mask. I think in one of the in one of the countries, it is cursed mask. Although this did not get a Japan Jap- Jap- Japan release, which is fucking wild.
3: Yeah. I was looking for the cover earlier. It's like, did they just leave it out? Like,
2: how did this one not get poured over?
3: Uh, who knows? <laughs> Very strange. Noru wadeta mask.
2: Yeah, that's that was, that was what I was thinking it would be.
3: Um, you can not mask. Don't mask this. Don't mask this. <laughs>
2: don't mask this. Um,
1: I'm playing the don't, Neon don't, a Evangelion theme right now.
3: <laughs> don't clasp this mask. Uh, so, Carly Beth begins to naruto run through the neighborhood it is anime mm-hmm. she is crossing lawns jumping over hedges a thousand pumpkin smiles look out from the porches she passes and twice times a thousand fresh cut eyes glare and wink and blink at the feral monster child she stops as her breath gives out oh
2: got a guess if you're from ray bradbury coming in
3: yeah <laughs> little little ray bradbury little Ray B. uh <laughs> She stops at, as her breath gives out, as she recovers her breath, a hand grabs her roughly from behind. Classic goosebumps grabber moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chapter 20. It's Sabrina. She scolds Carly Beth, whom she's been looking for for hours. They chat about the night. Carly admits scaring a few kids, and Sabrina affirms that the mask is really gross. Sabrina asks if Carly Beth got a lot of candy and is shocked at the hall. Carly Beth admits that she hit a lot of houses. Sabrina suggests going back to her house and checking out the loot all in the conspiratorial language of children. Sabrina asks if Carly Beth wants to keep trick-or-treating, which she refuses. The cold night wind nests in each tree, (laughs) prowls the sidewalks in invisible treads like unseen cats. But Carly Beth doesn't feel cold at all. Sabrina and Carly pass two small children, one of whom gasps at the sight of the mask. Sabrina asks if Carly Beth encountered Chuck and Steve, for whom Sabrina had also been searching all night. Sabrina, just looking for everybody tonight. Uh... Carly Beth says she saw the Scaredy Cats a few minutes ago, that they ran away screaming like babies. Sabrina expresses surprise, given how normally they act so tough, and says that the pair were looking for Carly Beth to scare her. No surprise. Uh, The pair chat about candy. Sabrina says she wouldn't be allowed to eat anything that isn't wrapped, including the fruit, along with Chuck and Steve, as we've said before, crucify people giving out fruit for Halloween. It's Halloween, everybody. I doubt anyone listening to this podcast or my cohorts would disagree.
1: Nope.
2: No. It's Halloween, everybody.
1: As established, if you give out uh, fruit for Halloween, uh, straight up the crucifix with you.
2: You deserve death. Yeah.
3: I'm sorry, but them's the rules. That's, 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 that's,
2: (laughs) I hate to tell you that there's, that's just the facts. Like.
3: That's just morality. We have to uphold some standards in society.
1: (laughs) I hate to point out the breaks, but them's them. Them's them, them is, them's
2: is the breaks.
3: (laughs) That's those. No fooling. So they reach Sabrina's house and pour out their haul on the living room rug. Carly Beth picks up a jawbreaker from her pile, declaims her hatred of the candy orb, and tosses it into Sabrina's pile. But jawbreakers don't usually come in wrappers. Plot hole ding. <gasps> yeah, this is the this is the work that this is the true work that us media connoisseurs need to be doing is pointing out every little uh, inconsistency that doesn't make a difference.
2: Indeed.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyone who uh, says otherwise is just jealous. Ding.
4: Yeah indeed
2: indeed ding, indeed
3: ding. <laughs> i'm going to before this is all completely done i'm gonna say ding and do the demon vocal processing on it to show how easy it would have been for the show to do it sure uh, <laughs> all right so uh, sabrina takes off her mask and mentions that carly beth must be boiling under hers carly beth reaches up to tuck at the ears uh tug at the ears i should say ouch cries carly beth the mask doesn't budge she tries the top of the head the cheeks no good Sabrina asks what's wrong, and Carly Beth says the mask won't come off. Chapter 21. Sabrina tells Carly Beth to cut it out. Carly Beth reaffirms in a panic that she's serious. The mask is stuck to her skin. Sabrina jokes that they will have to call the fire department. Carly Beth tries with all her strength to pull it off, but it won't budge. She's just going to have to live a really interesting life, I guess. <laughs> uh, the two keep pulling at the mask without success. Sabrina suggests cutting it off, which Carly Beth vetoes. Sabrina says they'll give one more try before getting out the scissors. Sabrina tries to reach underneath the mask at the neck, but pulls away in horror. There's no bottom to the mask. The mask had become Carly Beth's face. Chapter 22. Carly Beth shouts, these aren't my eyes! My eyes don't look like that! Inflicting psychic damage on Sabrina. <laughs> Where am I, Sabrina? I think this is it great, I think this
1: is amazing. Yeah. This, is, this, this yeah, part this is great. kicks ass. Yes, this is legitimately, and I've said it before, I think on the first episode of You Can't Scare Me, but, uh, yeah, no, this fed into a lifelong fear that I had of putting masks on as a kid, uh, because it just, it like, kind of created it, because it was not only just like a, like a gross thing, but also a like, what if I can't get it off? And did you all know that this entire book was uh, inspired by uh, Matthew Stein, uh, R.L. Stein's son, getting a mask stuck on his face.
2: Well. Oh damn. Well. Yeah. Huh? It really is that simple, huh? Like. Also, if
1: you haven't uh, had, uh, you know, uh, the, I've had a issue when uh, when I was a kid. That's uh, probably another reason why I was far- afraid of it of uh, getting a mask. I had a mask that would not come off. It was like, I-, I think sweat had caused it to like suck onto my onto my head, which is one of the things that I had a visceral reaction in the show. We'll get to it. There's a scene where something like happens that implies like a sort of suction like thing to your face. Mm. But yeah, no, it's it, I had a visceral reaction to that. Like that, th- trying to pull something off and it just like, seemingly grab uh, tightening its grip on your on your head is like oh
3: man
2: it's it's yeah it's fucked up
3: but yeah no it's fantastic the network sensor is over here with her hand on the button because you said pull something off
2: (laughs) i I just i think the i think the they're not my eyes thing is a really really it works i think that works really great yeah that's like a, a creepy existentially terrifying idea and i and i love that
1: yeah it's honestly um uh, it's it's kind of uh, it kind of reminds me of a depersonalization. It's yeah. like where when she says where am I? it's Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Yeah.
2: That's heavy. That's fucking heavy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Then there are there are themes that we're going to get to that there that kind of stem that kind of uh, bleed out from this sort of notion yeah but also before we go further I did also want to say that another aspect of this book is based on real life and that was when R.L. Stein got a duck costume for real (laughs) when he was a kid amazing (laughs) So he yeah <laughs>
3: and, and then he crucified his parents, yeah. <laughs> yes
1: it says uh stein's child- uh, a similar event in stein's child- Stein's childhood, where he opened a gift only to find himself disappointed by the duck
3: costume he found inside <laughs> take the r l stein challenge <laughs> get get uh ducked, get ducked uh he a real mother ducker anyway <laughs> uh chapter twenty two these aren't my eyes, amazing moment. Where am I, Sabrina? It isn't me in there, yeah. Carly Beth looks at her creepy monster face in the mirror. Wow, Sabrina, that definitely isn't my face. Carly Beth runs into the hallway sobbing as Sabrina calls out to her. Carly Beth runs out into the night without her coat, running aimlessly away from her home. After running some time, a lot of running, Carly encounters some trick-or-treaters who are supposed to be. Who are you supposed to be? asks one. Instead of saying words, she growls at them. Rude. Carly then recalls the weird masked man and returns to the happy mask shop, which appears to be closed. Chapter 23. Carly Beth presses her face against the store window and wishes to wake up from this bad dream. The reflection in the window refuses to change. She screams, no, and punches the window. Why didn't I just wear the duck costume she pondered? I don't think that was exactly the decision that led you to this predicament. (laughs) (laughs) Because you could wear the mask and the
1: duck costume, really.
3: Yeah, it's still available to you could be a monster duck (laughs) carly beth realizes she's going to have to spend the rest of her life scaring people what a cool fate (laughs) the the shopkeeper appears he says he stayed late and expected to see carly beth again yeah no shit
2: that's what i wrote the exact same thing (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: yeah he's like well i knew this was gonna happen
0: that's what
3: he's like in the in the, in, in the show it makes more sense we'll get into it yeah but he like just Sold that mask to Carly Beth.
2: The, yes, I'll just go ahead and say it now. The show version of The Shopkeeper is better than the book version. I'm just going to say There it right are here.
1: aspects of the show that are better.
2: Uh, I think he is one of of the aspects that is improved overall I think the
1: show is one step forward two steps
2: back I think (laughs) there are problems in both Uh, there are are big problems in the show but I think if there
1: are problems in both yeah if you
2: ported the character of the shopkeeper (laughs) from the show into the book it would create a better version of the book (laughs) yeah 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 I'd agree with that yeah Uh,
3: Carly Beth uh, asks the shopkeeper to help her take the mask off and the shopkeeper says he can't Well, shit. I guess she's gonna have to do a gainer off the Empire State Building. (laughs) Chapter 24. Carly Beth, freaking out even more, asks what he means as they walk into the back room. The shopkeep says, I can't take it off because it isn't a mask. It's a real face. Carly Beth takes psychic damage and the other masks (laughs) seem to glare at their new sister. It is here that Jovial Bob once again begins to flirt with Kingdom Hearts, as the shopkeeper <laughs> tells Carly Beth that these faces are called the Unloved, with a capital U, <laughs> and that he created them in a laboratory. Again, uh, he tells
2: better in the show. <laughs>
3: the Unloved, the Heartless, uh, the Faceless. He tells Carly Beth that they were once beautiful, but became ugly once he took them out of the lab. He calls them the unloved because no one would ever want to see them. Occasionally, someone wanders back here and gives the masks a new home on their face. Carly Beth is now Scary Beth. She (laughs) utters her catchphrase, which is shouting, No! Uh, She begins tearing at the mask, trying to take it off. The shopkeeper tells her he is sorry, but that's just her face now. The shopkeeper then says, Actually, the mask can be removed. You could have led with that, my dude.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right? For
0: real.
3: Making a statement that definitely is not a setup for the ending. The shopkeeper tells Carly Beth that if she can manage to get the mask off, it definitely won't come off by the next person who puts it on.
2: (laughs) Don't worry Uh, about it. There's no way this will ever become a plot point.
3: Chapter 25. The shopkeeper tells Carly Beth it can only be removed by a symbol of love. I don't understand, says Carly Beth. You have to give me the player's guide. The shopkeeper says, I'm sorry. The dungeon master is mad at me for telling you this much already.
2: (laughs) She has to call the Nintendo helpline.
3: Yeah. Oh, you're supposed to use a symbol of love in Meridia. And that's how you get to Mother Brain. <laughs> uh, Carly Beth begins fruitlessly screaming at the shopkeeper until she notices that the other masks have begun breathing. The eyes blink. Swollen tongues lick at, dar- at dry lips. Dark wounds begin to pulsate. The shopkeeper yells, oh, no, you've woken them up from their nappy poo. Uh, the, Run!
2: The <laughs> shopkeeper yells, for two play coins, I can give you a hint. <laughs> <laughs>
0: feed me my coins. Feed
2: me my, coin. feed my, my coins. Feed me my coins, Dr.
3: Freeman. Feed
2: me my, my, my coins,
0: Carly Beth. <laughs>
3: Unnamed shopkeep. <laughs> uh, chapter 26. The masks train their bulging eyes on Carly Beth. The shopkeeper tells her to run again but Carly Beth is frozen in terror or she understands the importance of building dramatic tension the heads begin to talk in low rumbling voices murmuring like a chorus of frogs up they float and Carly Beth decides now is the time to run to her horror she realizes the floating masks are following her out of the shop eyes glowing brightly but they are they are flying in single lines so there's there's some order in the chaos <laughs> uh, Carly Beth thinks it's too late too late for me or was it Uh, Now she starts to think about the riddle the shopkeeper presented. What is a symbol of love? Would a kissy do or a hug? (laughs) (laughs) Could it be that easy?
2: Haunted mask Uh, wants a kissy. That's all it is. It's what a kissy.
3: (laughs) I thought it was going to be, I thought this was going to be a story about the power of of unrequited love and forgiveness and that mask was going to get a kissy and fall off like a bunch of butter, (laughs) but no no that's not where we're going
1: Nah, it's not a uh what was that princess and the frog situation or like yeah something yeah. like
3: that it just turns into a real person that's attached to her face <laughs>
1: <laughs> man i i thought they were going somewhere with the unloved thing but of course no in the 90s not they, really n- no there's no real concept of like how like kind of ableist this the whole thing again is, like the, i the,
2: think yeah there's aspects.
3: no redemption again
2: i think the show handles it Better on that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. because there's a there's a little change there's a that kind of
2: yeah there's a narrative here versus again I just think it's like we we talked about this but like Arlstein Arlstein is not an emotional writer right Arlstein is writing from the perspective of a guy who grew up on like sci-fi monster movies you know B movie stuff right this is his vibe this is what he's into yeah and and so he's approaching this from that perspective. It would not occur to him to make the masks uh, supernatural in an emotional way or to give them, like, an emotional connection to something. They're just weird masks I made in a lab. Oops. Like, I, oops, my spooky masks <laughs> yeah. came to life.
1: Yeah. Uh, oops, like Oopsie doopsie. I made some fucking phareeks.
2: I made living masks. I guess that's on me. <laughs> like,
3: yeah, I don't think Carl Stein thought through the implications of the goal being to banish the weirdos to the freak closet.
2: <laughs> yeah, to send them yeah, to the fucking freak dimension.
1: Yeah, kind of had a little, uh, kind of a yeah, a little. Uh, I recoiled a little bit at the the unloved thing, and then the, yeah, like, yeah. There's there's specifically a line about like, oh yeah, they're they're um, uh, deformed. Yeah, deformed.
3: Yeah. I was really worried when the uh, the mask shop guy had had he has like stuff on his face, and I was like, "Oh my god, are we gonna lean more into this?" It, it's not that it, it actually isn't like that, but uh, we will talk about it.
1: Yeah, weirdly enough, R.L. Stein seems to have more compassion for uh, people with uh, physical deformities than fat people
2: or deaf people
1: or deaf people. Oh man, I'm so excited to see how he changes these stories for like the new like altered versions uh, that he's working on oh yeah and w- to like you know remove all of the the, the bad stuff
3: <laughs> like, get the skunk i mean he was a, a product of the time i mean like oh, definitely yeah. uh, we didn't talk about it before i don't think but like punching down on fat people was almost perceived to be like in their interest it's not but like this kind of soft ableism that's just a thing that changes over time yeah. And like stuff that he wrote, I'm sure like now he's reading this like, oh, ooh, uh, I don't like the way that this is hitting me.
1: Weirdly, and interestingly enough, like he could simply fix it by taking the the change that was made for the show and plopping it into the, into the book. Anyway. Yeah. Yes.
3: So she's, so uh, Carly Beth is pondering what could possibly be a symbol of love. How could she banish the unloved back to the realm of darkness from Kingdom Hearts? Carly Beth rolls a 20 on her intelligence check and just realizes that the sculpted plaster repairs head probably counts as a symbol of love, as her mom had said as much out loud. <laughs> uh, Carly Beth had dropped it somewhere in the neighborhood but can't remember where. She begins running around to find her head, her arms out behind her, running with the wind like Naruto. <laughs> <laughs>
1: or, Buruto. Or, B- or, or Boruto. Or Berto. Or
3: Bort. Burt. I'm fucking bort. God damn it. uh Eventually she recognizes a hedge, but oh no, the head is gone. Well, I guess it's back to doing gainers off the Empire State <laughs> Building. <laughs> Chapter 27. Oh no, there's the head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, it's under the under- Yeah, Yeah. It, yeah. Like- <laughs> went to the other bush
3: i guess uh the wind blew the plaster of paris that's some real rl
2: stein writing right there (laughs) that's
3: some skunk like the
2: cliffhanger (laughs) is i couldn't find it (laughs) and
1: then
3: the
2: beginning
1: of the next chapter is
2: i found it yeah 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 yeah
3: yeah just a little little goose classic jovial
2: bob action yeah
3: (laughs) maybe the wind moved it there she thinks uh, she picks it up and waves at it at the spooky floating mass, screaming, this
0: is a symbol of love. Go away. The DM told me this would work. <laughs>
3: uh, this would be a fun time for the residents of this house to look out their front window. <laughs> the uh, masks surround laugh and surround Carly Beth, eager to swallow her up. That's, that's something R.L. Stein says they're going to do. Now, it's not clear if that's actually the case. It's, it's pretty hard to imagine what they were going to actually do since she already has the mask on. Are they going to like go on her more? Are there going to be five masks on her head? Are they <laughs> going to be like feeding off her life force? When I was a kid, I thought that that was kind of the threat. I made up a much weirder and uh, scarier concept for myself.
2: For myself, uh, for me. But
3: we don't know. <laughs> Just a little treat. Just for me. Just a little treat. So that's what's going to happen. The faces are going to come over her face. Mm -hmm. And then Hulk's face face is going to make her tear (laughs) ass through the countryside. uh, Running still like Naruto, I imagine. Uh, Absolutely. Chapter 28. Carly Beth realizes she's toast. Without thinking, she lowers the sculpted head over her own. To her surprise, it fits over her head like a mask. There are no eye holes, so she can't see out. She begins to wonder what the floating heads will do to her. Will I become one of the unloved now? Do I have to be on a shelf forever? Uh, she waits for an attack that never comes. Eventually, she pulls off the sculpted head and realizes the floating heads are gone. For a moment, she sits on the grass, breathing hard. She feels something flap against her neck and realizes she can feel the seam of the mask. She pulls at it, and it comes off easily. You're just a mask, she cries aloud. Get wrecked, you shitty mask! <laughs> uh, jovial Bob steps in, at, stops in at this point to remind everyone that the mask can only be removed once. Got that? It would be really bad if someone else put it on. <laughs> Suddenly... Carly Beth felt tired, maybe from spending the last four hours running nonstop. She returns home, but stops in her driveway. She wonders if she actually has her old face back. She walks inside to see her brother Noah. Noah begins to scream, Take off that mask! Take it off! You're so ugly! Oh no! (laughs) Chapter 29. Carly Beth says her catchphrase, No! (laughs) She runs to a mirror and sees her face as perfectly normal. Once again, we've been duped by the gooster with an end of chapter fakeout. (laughs) Uh, This... This fake out, by the way, is uh car- is carried off horribly by the show.
2: The sh- oh my god, <laughs> the show fucks this up so bad. Could not have dropped so the ball any Harder. Oof. Oof. Uh, uh,
3: the Devil Child Noah begins to laugh at his bon mot. Carly Beth's mom appears and tells and asks where she had been and why did she not wear the duck costume. Carly Beth tells her it's sort of a long story, but actually starts to tell her mom what happened. Uh, when Noah bursts back into the room wearing the mask, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The oh you, uh carly bett's gonna sue you
3: i yeah, <laughs> stole her catchphrase
1: <laughs>
3: now i'm the joker <laughs>
1: <laughs> fully jokerified so the thing that i uh realized just now that i i totally misunderstood is that uh i i thought that the mask could only be removed from uh once from one person like sort of so each time like each person can only remove it once. Uh, no, I, think, I it's, think it was
3: just. But I they just—it was. It's even hackier than that. Yeah, I think that the, the the mask shop guy was just like, it's every time it's put on somebody, it's less likely to come off. So if you can manage to get it off this time, this is the last one. The okay? show.
2: The show. He actually asks how many times. In the book, there he just like, if you do this this one time, it'll never come off again. Though, so like. Gotcha. I feel like there I guess you could say there's a counter. Maybe it's three times total. A person can only put the mask on three times and the third time it's never coming
3: off. Yeah. Like with the like weird other world pre dead specter from Ghost Next Door, the rules don't really make that much sense if you examine them very much. Like when you think about how the masks originally came off in the first place, uh from the guy who himself claims to have never been loved. I don't know what kind of symbol of love he got to do it or if that even matters but it's best just not to think about it yeah
1: yeah and but even then if you even if you think about it just a little bit i mean it was uh, carly beth did take it off like totally without anyone's help it, it just got a little stuck on her the f- the first time so i imagine that the the first time that whoever like put it on it was pretty easy to take off but yeah and maybe it just gets stronger every time but i don't know well
3: I, I well actually no i was i was confusing it for a moment with the, the way that the masks are treated in the book versus the show cuz in the book the guy made them in a lab. Yeah. In the show, I think we're meant to assume he wore them for a time. Yeah. No, the, then in the show horrible. he
1: specifically says that they're his face. Yeah. yeah. And that Yeah. but but we'll get to that. Yeah. So, uh yeah, um what we all think of uh, uh the haunted mask. Uh
3: I like a lot of things about it. I think it's a pretty strong kids horror narrative. I like this like the building doom of the mask getting more and more attached. I think that's a pretty uh, visceral and horrifying thing. Uh, there's a couple of good moments. Like these aren't my eyes. Uh, I really like the weird horror where, like, for a sec, the head on the stick starts to react as though it's Carly Beth, and where she's like herself disembodied. Like she's still Carly Beth in there, but parts of her are like outside of her own body. Uh, something taking over you is pretty good. Uh, it's actually. It, it it's a pretty common horror theme is something taking over you <laughs> or replacing you. Right. But I think few of those narratives actually get like this visceral and screw around as directly with the person who's being taken over. I think that's pretty sharp. Yeah. I think that the mechanics of the mask and like the like kind of, uh, D and D lock and key kind of ending are a little unsatisfying, but overall I think it's a pretty good story.
1: Yeah. I think, um, I think one of the things that I, I like so much about this story is the, the kind of the theme of just the masks that we wear, not to, not to be too like, you know, <laughs> uh, 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 literal, uh, about it, but just the, the, the idea that like, you know, when you're um, with people th- uh, who care about you and who you care about, you're, you're kind of yourself, you know, just like that's it, the, the, the person that you are, uh, in private is different from the person that you are in public or interf- interfacing, especially as a kid. It felt like, at least for me, that there were a lot of like different uh, personalities that you could be, that you, that you could inhabit um, in different situations. And it, it felt, I like the way that this story kind of plays with that and really kind of uh, allows uh, for a repressed kid like Carly Beth that's just sort of like Act out and kind of do her own thing and com- become a completely different person during uh, Halloween and sort of uh, derive enjoyment uh, on like uh, you know just b- being the worst fucking Carly Beth that she can think of and get, uh, but also realizing that like hey there there are some pride falls involved with that I, I like I like the idea of uh, the 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 book I like that theme I like where it went. Uh, I do have some problems with the book's version of like the unloved, which mm-hmm. is kind of <laughs> kind of little f- fucked up. But overall, like I th- uh, honestly like one of the things I liked the most was the the relationship between Carly Beth and her mom. Weirdly enough, like it just seems like nice and (laughs) like uh uh, i wonder what it was like to have uh good parents (laughs) who who seem to (laughs) actually give a shit Uh, but yeah no it's 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 cool and um yeah i seconding what brandon was talking about like the the i love the idea of uh, it's really really scary to think of something, uh, to not realize that something is slowly taking you over Mm -hmm. and you are changing. And the moment when you realize that you're like slipping down the precipice of change and then having, uh, you know, being, uh, and then reacting to that and trying to, you know, trying to claw back to uh, what you, uh, to normalcy. like, yeah, that's it's and also the physicality of the the mask actually like sticking to your face. The the, the idea when she whenever she puts on uh, the mask and it feeling warm. Halloween is fun in a lot of different ways. But one of the visceral things that I remember from Halloween is putting on those masks, especially when, um, you know, it's it, it, you're just running around and it's all like steamy and sweaty in, inside of it and it's like and it's hard to breathe activity mm-hmm. what was that and it's
3: hard to breathe that's what i remember yeah most yeah all.
1: the rat yeah there's a lot of talk uh, in the book of r- uh, her raspy breathing mm-hmm. and her hearing herself breathing through the mask and it's just yeah it, it does a really good job of like conjuring those memories for me of just you know running around getting all fucking sweated up and <laughs> But yeah, uh, no, it, it really, it's really, uh, knocked it out of the park. I had a, yeah, it was actually really, it was a really nice read, and if it, it was great, I had a really great time. Mario, what'd you think?
2: I really like this book. I think this book is just genuinely good. I think it's better than, uh, I think it's on a, a different level than most Goosebumps book. I, I think this is, this is good. As a as a book, completely separate from being a Goosebumps book, you know what I mean. Like I, I think it's mm-hmm. very good for a Goosebumps book. But I think it's good just as children's literature. Um, I think it's I think the the mood is great. I think it's a Halloween story. It's very fun. I like the I like that it, it really utilizes Halloween. Uh, to, you know, with and, and and capitalizes on that to tell the story. I like the the loss of self as a horror element. I think that's very, um, that's a a nice, I want, I want to say maybe more elevated idea than you're kind of used to in goosebumps. Although there are a couple that kind of broach on it. I, I like that, that the way that Carly Beth is kind of, yeah, like losing herself in these negative emotions and, and that kind of thing. Um, i there's stuff i would i would change we can talk about that a little bit with the show i think um Mm -hmm. that that sort of hit on on themes that i don't know that are, are quite as well captured uh or as well expressed um but all in all i think it's super propulsive i think it's uh, it doesn't overstate. its welcome It tells the, the, exactly the story That it needs to tell Minus like one or two chapters That are kind of superfluous But like you know It was one of those things Where I was like ah, I am really enjoying reading this uh, Rather than in you know other cases where it's like um there are more chapters (laughs) you know yeah
1: (laughs) yeah um uh looking at you curse of the mummy's tomb (laughs) yeah you fucking piece and welcome to camp nightmare after a certain point was a fucking slog but yeah no i i totally agree with that um yeah listening to the book on tape which by the way just like the other books, uh, uh, the Goosebumps books that we've talked about, this is available uh, for free on Spotify. Um, you could just go and uh, search up R.L. Stein and um, The Haunted Mask, and you could just listen to it. And it, I would actually recommend it. It's it's fun. It's a good time. It, I yeah, it's a it's a great. Uh, the voice acting's fantastic too. Like uh, you know, it's a really really good job on that. And but yeah, all right. Uh, with that said, unless anyone has anything else to talk about. Let's talk about the show. Sure. All right, let's get into the show. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh I the show uh overall notes for the show. Uh <laughs> fucking little goofy, little fucking Yeah. Uh, well, Goosebumps more like Goofbumps. This this is I, I just want to uh really quickly note that this is the first episode of the Goosebumps TV show. This is a this is uh, episode 1 and 2 of season one. So this, I, I, first off, I, I'm just gonna say it. Uh, I have vivid memories of watching this at my grandpa, At my Oh, I've got place.
2: vivid memories of when I watched this as well. Like, I can remember when, being at my godmother's house, watching it at a, like, sleepover. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
3: I remember seeing it, but not at a particular place. It
1: was an event. Yeah. Like I re- I remember like talking to the kids at school about it. It it was it was really neat, and I have a lot of really great memories of it. Probably uh the memory that I forgot. uh <laughs> How do I want to say this? I'm st- I'm stumbling over my words because I really want to get to R.L. Stein introducing this fucking episode. Yes. In one of the craziest
2: ways possible. Hello, so, R.L. Stein. I write the Goosebumps. Hello. The,
3: li- the little flicker of a smile. <laughs>
0: Hello, I'm R.L. Stein. I write the Goosebumps books. In a few minutes, you're going to see one of my favorite stories come alive.
1: <laughs> and the bookend. The bookend. Oh, the bookend. Uh, the bookend is so fucking good. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're treated to IRL Stein uh, in this at the very beginning. This is R.L. Stein doing what he is, what he does all the time in the in the book on tapes. Every single episode on for the book on tape versions of uh, Goosebumps is R.L. Stein going, "Hello, I'm
2: R.L. Stein." <laughs> Hello, I'm R.L. Stein. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: <laughs> but now he's doing it in real life. There he is. You can see his. You can see his half closed eyes. You can see his his goofy little face. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's introducing us to the world of uh, the Haunted Mask and Goosebumps in general. So. Yeah, do you want to have anything to say about this part?
2: I love it. I
3: think about all the time
2: (laughs) It's
1: It's
3: so good. It's very charming.
1: My favorite part is when he says viewers beware. You're in for a scare and then he (laughs) and then he sits down and then it cuts
3: (laughs) There's like one frame one little frame where he tries to smile and it falls off of his face
2: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, It's like instant you'll blink and you'll miss it smile. I think of the way he says Carly Beth carly as if as if the name carly beth is scary like
1: (laughs) oh god and then yeah the masks that he's uh next to are all goofy and oh man we we got to talk about the prop department in this episode they were they were they were i think they were um in over their heads
3: (laughs) yeah uh i so from the top down uh it does help to know that this was the first episode because there's some things about it. I think that the screenwriter did a good job adapting the story. I think that a lot of the masks and props look good. I think that the uh, director and the audio production staff really dropped the ball. Yes, <laughs> making that child like grunt and scream on her own without doing any processing to her voice is probably the worst creative decision in the entire thing. Yes.
2: Yeah. It, I mean, let's it, let's just let's so just bad. yeah let's just say. In general, this is a pretty faithful adaptation of the book. There's Most events are the same. They drop the science fair completely. No great loss there. <laughs> Can't say that's a problem. You know?
3: Nope. Uh, they keep the worm eating. There's a worm in this. Weirdly enough, they shift it to
1: like after they discover the, uh, uh, the mask store. So the story doesn't start with the worm eating. It's like they're looking for a pumpkin and... Uh, Chuck and Steve are sickos I hope you guys know that Chuck and Steve are sickos they most certainly are yes absolute sickos yes 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 Uh, but
3: (laughs) yeah it was good that they were in the pumpkin patch though because it's it's a halloween episode you got to set the stage so i think that was like that was one actually pretty good i
2: think that's a good addition however it does make you consider this neighborhood just has a pumpkin patch thing in the middle of it that anyone can go to anytime and get free pumpkins what the fuck also
1: it just occurs to me that chuck and steve are absolutely youtubers before youtube uh
2: yeah yeah
1: they would absolutely have a prank youtube channel and that their first prank would be filming carly beth getting scared to fucking shit because they actually have a pretty sick uh scare that they they were just lying there waiting for carly beth to come over (laughs) so they're they're like they dug holes for themselves where they they have pumpkins on their heads and they're just laying down in the holes waiting for carly beth to come over at which point they can get up And like chase her and then cause her to fucking lose her mind.
3: You know, an extremely elaborate and very likely to fail plan. You know, they must have heard her walking towards them and said, Oh my God, I can't believe that someone would come to this remote patch on this on tonight of all nights. (laughs) And it's Carly Beth of all people. This is this is amazing. This is the best thing that's ever happened to us. We didn't even have to enlist Sabrina to help her come over this way. We didn't hear her drop some hints that she was going to the pumpkin patch later. We just lied out here on the off chance someone will wander in. What a wonderful day. It's a great Halloween. I love Halloween. It's a
2: great Halloween.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, uh, Carly Beth gets scared. Sabrina is kind of cool with it. Yeah. Chuck and Steve are sickos. Yep. And
2: Their costumes are dope.
1: Their costumes are very good. The shopkeeper gets a front row seat to all of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's just, Yeah. <laughs> He's just staring, staring out the window, just watching all this happen. And it doesn't come into play later. Like, he doesn't feel sorry for her. I don't um, think like because of this I situation.
2: Think, uh, it's unclear because he doesn't acknowledge having seen it. Right. She references it to him later, but he doesn't like acknowledge having seen this moment. So ultimately, it doesn't really matter. You know,
1: if I was if I was like punching this up, like I would definitely create some connective tissue between that moment and like feeling sorry for Carly Beth and wanting her to get revenge. But like, I I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, did you all catch the part where uh Sabrina reveals or was it Carly Beth? One of them says that uh, Chuck and Steve pretended to be prowlers. Yes. To scare Carly. Beth. Yes. So, uh yeah, they'd be shot if they were uh, alive now and they were kids now and <laughs> they, oh yeah I'm just pretending to be a burglar I'm just pretending to be a peeping Tom I'm just no it's it's all a prank just what the fuck guys really the
3: ultimate prank would be their funeral
1: <laughs> the ultimate prank <laughs> oh yeah right before they get hung <laughs> it's, yeah we were just kidding also uh, right after that um, <laughs> quote Carly Beth, come on.
2: Carly Beth, quote, (laughs) Yes! Oh my god, yeah. She has a wild delivery that. Don't
3: be mad, Carly Beth. It's just... You're so scarable, That's all. I am not. Come on, that's not fair. Carly Beth, come on. Oh,
0: I, I, I may be afraid sometimes, but I mean yes.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, we gotta. I gotta uh, give credit. I gotta give credit to Carly Beth's actress. Uh, I think yes. that she gives a phenomenal yeah. performance, particularly because she shouldn't be asked to do the monster voice because obviously she's not gonna be able to do one. But by right, God, yeah. does she ever try her she tried. little heart out? I mean, she's doing her, she tried. her level
3: best. It was unbelievably cruel of the production staff to make her do that because, and this isn't her fault, she sounds like a dog with a cold.
4: Hey, Noah. <gasps> Just
0: Stay away. No. <laughs> no. Who are you?
2: Why don't you guess? I mean, she's literally like twelve years old. Like, she's just right. not capable of doing these voices. Like, like you know, no. She's just there's no no child would be right. So, like, forcing her to do this feels so wild to me. But anyway, uh, anyway, uh, the next thing that happens is this is the worm thing. The only difference being that Chuck and Steve show up and slide the worm into Carly Beth's sandwich instead of offering her their sandwich. Risky, which. Which is, I mean, uh, yep. uh Same sequence of events. Carly Beth runs home. Mom shows her the head. The head definitely th- does the head smile? Yes.
1: Uh, yes. Yes. It, does, it definitely, really we all
2: see the head smile. Um, yes.
1: Also, in the book, it is said multiple times like, oh, wow, it looks so realistic. It's yeah, so real. It looks yeah, just like you. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was referencing uh, before with the prop department. Um Yeah, they, yeah, they, did, him they, little, they did him dirty on that
2: one. They did him dirty on that one. Yeah.
3: The the show makes her look like uh like a, a a picture of a woman from the Thanksgiving feast. Yeah. She looks a little bit like a pilgrim. Yeah. And the uh the the wooden hair uh doesn't look her, her <laughs> yeah. neatly cropped. Uh, Wooden-looking yellow hair uh, looks <laughs> quite bad. It does not look like Carly Beth, we'll no, say.
1: No, it does not. Uh, she looks like one of those um, uh, CPR heads. Like, yeah. <laughs> you gotta practice CPR on, but with hair. Anyway. It
2: is established here that Mom did not buy the duck costume. She made the duck costume. Yes. By hand, which explains why it is bad <laughs> and is actively falling apart. But nevertheless come on now your mom be nice to that lady
3: (laughs) yeah couldn't that be the symbol of love
2: also carly beth is is not scared of the head when she sees it in the in the show in the book she's like freaked out in the show she is like not like excited but not like weird about it
3: Mm. wow cool head where'd you get that yeah
2: yeah yeah it's like wow cool head um (laughs) it's just kind of a weird so cool kind of a weird smash the skateboard minor difference
1: throws phone on the ground
2: uh she goes to the store that is much the same with the exception that uh wait 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 wait. wait?
1: you're you're skipping past some incredible stuff first off uh carly beth uh again forgot that she had a brother Uh, scared of noah noah's introduced fuck that guy but the reason i'm talking about it is because noah says quote gotcha gotcha gotcha
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Take up that duck costume. It's
2: my costume. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: mirthlessly, he doesn't God, smile uh, at all. His, his <laughs> This this little child just says, gotcha, 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 with his voice only, face betraying no happiness.
1: <laughs> it's fucking insane. Noah is fucking insane. Anyway, was, um, oh, right, this, uh, the, Carly Beth is terrorized once more after this, correct?
2: Uh, no. No, I can't remember. No, we because we don't have that. There's no science fair. So no, this is a, the, the worm is the second time. Okay, so Carly Beth.
1: Um, <laughs> So when Carly Beth runs back to her home, she is uh, so devastated from being mocked that she cannot read her magazine <laughs> or her monthly subscription of friendship triangle (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if you saw that also she has a poster on her wall that you can read for like a like three frames before it cuts away but it's incredible it's a poster it's of a toddler with like a a t-rex costume on and with the words Toddlesaurus underneath it holy shit it is a giant poster that takes up the majority of one of her walls <laughs> anyway it, it's incredible um but yeah that that and then she that's when she grabs her money and heads to the store to get her mask
2: yes uh the store sequence is relatively similar except we get to hear the store keeps conversation on his phone call yes where he's talking about something in paraguay and he, and and customs he doesn't care about customs
3: happy in paraguay
2: (laughs) he does not care about customs he very vocally does not care about that um no the oh oh,
1: i misheard that i thought he was saying i don't care about customers no
2: he was talking about customs like importing from paraguay Um, he was
3: talking about social customs i thought it would be weird for him to be
1: complaining about customers when he's got a customer right in front of
2: him yeah um uh
3: he I don't care about customs. I don't say excuse me when I burp.
2: <laughs> I don't fl- I don't flush. I seldom flush. Um
3: I seldom I'm the type that seldom flushes.
1: When I need to pee on a podcast, I just let it go. Leave the door wide open. <laughs> um uh, I'm
3: the type who I, seldom
2: flushes. I, I, I'm the type third. that seldom
3: flushes. Um
2: uh, so, uh, Carly Beth once again finds uh the room at the masks. Now the masks look different. In the show, the masks—two of them look straight up like Hellraiser monsters. Yes, one is yes. clearly the Chatterer from Hellraiser. No question about it, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, with um, the
1: one with like the 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 lips pulled. Yep, back. Yeah. So that's
2: just the Chatterer. Um, they all look less grotesque than they are described in the book. They're still ugly, you know. They're still they're still you know not they're they're not unfrightening masks, but they look more regular human masks which there probably is a reason for that um it, which is
1: weird be- because the only one that isn't is the the, is the, green, goblin is the green goblin mask, mask. yes yeah.
2: um but they couldn't change that one now i will say the masks all look very good particularly the the haunted mask looks great yes yes just saying, fantastic. Yeah. Just Brandon, saying
3: were you saying something i suspect that those four masks were probably ones. So they, my guess is the way that this worked is they were trying to commission some shop that could do the haunted mask justice in the Toronto area. So they needed to commission one original mask at least, but they needed others to fill the role. So they probably just got uh, that shop to say, hey, did you got any other masks that would fit the bill here that maybe aren't too grotesque? And I don't know if they had worked on the Hellraiser or they were doing some knockoff costumes or whatever, but they were like, yeah, check these out. They picked four and maybe they even rewrote the masks to have been the shopkeeper's old faces because they look more human, you know what i mean? Mm, um, that seems like those those that set of decisions seems likely to me.
2: The uh the other major change here is that she doesn't convince the shopkeeper to give her the mask, she just like takes it and throws the money at him.
3: That works better, i think. I think that works better. That's like, I
1: burst out fucking laughing at the, when she says, "Here's your money," and then throws it at I,
2: him. I think that's a better sequence
1: yeah uh i think that the the show uh, i think the book was worried about carly beth not being likable Mm. or uh worried about her uh, fucking with her like the the empathy of the reader um with carly beth in order to get her to not just like take the mask and run out because honestly if you're that desperate to scare your friends like that totally makes sense the the tv show doesn't really care in that moment but then like kind of you know uh second guesses itself should we say later on
2: yes yeah um well i mean i think i think it's just like this a similar a similar thing is happening where in the book carly beth like pressures him and he begins to kind of like give in But it makes more sense that he's, like, reluctant in the show. And then once she leaves, he briefly, like, considers it before she takes it and runs, right? Like, when she says, like, revenge or whatever, and he, like, pauses and, like, thinks about it for a minute. And you can see he's, like, considering it. Mm. And then he, like, recants. And then when she steals it and runs, he just doesn't pursue her. Right. You know? Like, so he is, he accepts it at the end, you know? anyway there's just there's more to the guy that we'll get to naturally but the let me the halloween part basically plays out nearly exactly the same minus the fact they cut the part where the apples get thrown at the house that part's not in it yeah um
1: i i just want to real quick i I totally forgot to read the trivia section uh for this for i was reading the trivia section for the book not for the tv show Uh there's some really interesting shit uh, for the tv show Uh um so here's one According to R.L. Stein's autobiography, they were going to use a rubber worm in the scene where Carly Beth bites into the sandwich and finds a half bitten worm. But Catherine Long insisted on eating a real worm to make it realistic.
2: Good for her. Damn. Good for fucking old boy shit. Fucking some old boy. For like, real. Good yeah. for her.
1: Eat that. Fuck. What was it? Squid? Was that a squid? Or octopus? It
2: was an octopus. Yeah.
1: On a separate occasion, R.L. Stein suggested that the scene took 12 takes and 12 worms
2: wow yes huh. fucking good for her
1: uh also uh rl stein makes a brief cameo in the background when the children are trick-or-treating
2: oh so yeah i would also like to note that if you click on the character section of the uh wiki page for haunted mask uh you will see that rl stein is the first listed character because since he appeared in the show he is now a character yep. in the goosebumps universe just saying and
1: Speaking of which, uh, in the mask shop, uh, while Carly Beth is looking for a mask, you can actually see a mask of R.L. Stein.
2: What? That's awesome. I need to. I need to go back. I need that that mask. (laughs) I need the mask. Um, Oh, while I was
1: looking up uh, Catherine Short, I've totally forgot to mention this. But uh, uh, you got uh, for all y'all: Are you afraid of the dark? Fans, uh, Catherine Short, who plays. uh, Oh, oh, I'm sorry, not uh, Catherine Long, who plays uh, Carly Beth actually shows
2: up wait in hold
1: on a are you afraid of the dark episode
2: is hold on carly beth is played by katherine long and sabrina is played by katherine short
1: yes i that totally just what? <laughs> huh? and guess what they're both the Catherines are both spelled the exact same K
4: A
2: T H
1: R Y N. fucking
2: uh, huh yep uh also uh noah Noah played Danny in the last episode we watched.
1: Yes, 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 Excuse yes. Excuse me! I, know, I, total, I totally recognized him, yep. Uh, uh, the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode that Catherine Long was in was The Tale of the Walking Shadow.
2: Okay, okay. Interesting, so, yeah. interesting. Wow, a lot happening here. I can't... Catherine Long and Catherine Short is the most insane thing I've ever heard in my entire life. That, that doesn't even feel, fucking feel real. Um. <laughs> let's see. So, uh, the Halloween events play out... Sh- any major changes uh, um Kali Beth isn't stealing candy that's one thing critically
3: yeah in fact she eventually loses her bag entirely
2: yeah um she still scares uh, Chuck and Steve in a graveyard no less also note
1: I uh, wanted to note that her breathing sounds yeah. are actually pretty pretty good
2: again she's trying really hard god bless she's her she's trying yeah. so
1: hard and she is running all over the place oh, yeah. y'all oh, she yeah she is she is she is booking it yep no naruto running but she if is she's booking, booking it. it um also uh, wanted to really quickly note that uh this is uh probably the most canadian
2: oh uh, we were talking about yes sorry yeah a lot sorry. of sorry sorry <laughs> so good uh oh oh! oh uh, notably uh when somebody shows up she is not dressed up as Catwoman she is just a cat um yes less we because you can't you can't omit or add the space in in uh delivering that line in a a show you can do in the book not in the show so um (laughs) oh yes i am cat woman woman i am cat woman um so she finds her in the graveyard she scares them uh they say they were teasing, they were scaring her because they liked her. I think that's a new addition.
1: Uh, yeah, that's a new addition. There's I mean, yeah. a, like,
2: I get yeah. it. It's weak, but I get it. I mean, like, I know what they're saying, because, like, I've been, a, I was a boy. Yeah. But, you know, like, I was, I was once an 11-year-old boy. So, like, I get it, I, you know?
1: And, uh, yeah, and I was a victim of this, where someone <laughs> is into you, but they just torture you.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, like, yes. I think we all understand the concept. That eventually translates in, into like gentle mockery of someone that you're flirting with. Yes. But when you're a child, the, the you don't know the difference. You don't the line's not <laughs> it, there, you know. Like It is yeah.
3: a it is a mode of children. Many of children's activities and ways of interacting with each other are bullying and they don't exactly recognize why they're doing yeah. it.
2: At some point you learn where the line is.
1: As a kid you do everything one hundred percent. Yeah, so yeah. It's...
2: You don't understand th- the concept there it's a little bit more yeah, yeah. so she scares him the head talks we know this uh it doesn't look great the head never looks good um <laughs> uh, she uh, a big thing that i think is better in the show is her decision to bury the head
3: yeah it-
1: oh i thought you were gonna say was her decision to do a cartwheel
2: now not saying that's wrong um <laughs> uh, her decision to bury the head as like her burying her her old self right yes. like I-, I think that that is a good idea um as opposed to just losing it we still get her going back to sabrina's they can't get the mask off the mask is like fused to her skin all the same now a- a- another thing the show does that i think could be better is the part where she's like they're not my eyes that they're not my eyes part doesn't work as well because you can see they clearly are her eyes (laughs) like yeah uh, i think they could have easily done that either they eventually just shift to being from the perspective of her looking out of the mask and like she could have they could have done that or had her be looking in a mirror and obscure the face in the mirror you know like (laughs)
1: yeah and like, if you're remaking this, you could also do the, I don't know, would it be okay for a kid to wear contacts? Like you could def- do, I
2: mean, yeah, you could do contacts. Yeah.
1: You could do contacts. You could do some post effects. Yeah. I mean, she
2: could- ate a worm. I think she can probably do contacts. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be- yeah, true. But also, uh, oh yeah, there, there are a couple things that I totally forgot to mention. Like, this is a good point to, to talk about the fact that um, the mask at, at a certain point stops being a mask. And is is like a prosthetic yeah, that they yeah. put on her head. Yes, and it's it's actually really good. It's really it's a really good, well done prosthetic. And the the kind of like a uh, way that they got away away from the mask look is that her eye they they like paint her eyes like the area around her eyes. So you yeah uh, yes yes only the whites of her eyes and her pupils are are like you know untouched. Everything around th- the eye. Is like melded into the mask, and it's it's really it's really well done. And they also do a few things like by by putting some um, like some water, like some water vapor. They get they get it a little wet, and it really kind of makes it look like its skin. And it it they it did a re- they did a really really good job with that. And I wanted to p- call out the scene where Carly Beth puts on the mask in front of her hallway mirror. And after she puts it on, they do this wonderful, wonderful effect where it's like they suck the air,
2: Oh, where it sucks your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it it
1: and it makes like and it makes like a cool sound and it looks amazing. It where does it look just, very good. Like,
2: the the mask yeah. in yeah. general looks great in this episode. Yeah,
3: yeah. The prosthetics and like quote unquote creature effects are pretty good. Yeah, uh, I think especially they also like although I think that. There are some pretty bad decisions in terms of how they shoot certain scenes. One thing that's good is that they do consistently shoot uh Carly Beth so that you can see her eyes because they must have been very proud of that effect because they, you can see her eyes right there the entire yeah. time. It's never like, they're you know, they're attached to her eyes. You can see how she's reacting. Yeah. Uh, it looks pretty good.
2: Yeah. So, uh, the, so now we can talk about this. So she returns to the, the mask shop, um, and confronts the store owner. Now I, I, I want to stress this part, I think is the best thing the show does. Yes. Um, the owner explains that the, that he is himself in some way deformed, that he has a facial deformity or, uh, injury or something uh, that he has been using masks to obscure. And indeed the face that you see him displaying in the show is not his real face. Um, right. But that.
1: Be- and he says that, no, Car- uh, Carly Beth, you cannot see it. Yeah. You, you, would, you don't you
2: would... want to see this. It's worse to see yeah. this. And he says that the masks that he made, these specific masks were originally, beautiful faces that he was using to hide himself, basically. Uh but that because of his inner negativity or his, you know, self-hatred, uh, the 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 darker aspects of himself that he grapples with, they all became deformed. They all became monstrous. Including the one that he is currently wearing, which is why he has like a facial scar of some kind. Yeah. That like they that no matter what he does, they all become this way. Uh and I think this is a really cool idea. Uh because it also reflects, of course, and he says it he says as much, it reflects Carly Beth's own self-loathing, right? that like she does not like who she is. She doesn't like being afraid of people or afraid of things. She wants to be uh, uh braver and and more exciting than than the version of herself that she's been up to this point and and he recognizes that like th- this like this conflict between who you are and who you want to be and that that's why I think he's he is he didn't stop her. After she stole it, you know what I mean. I think mean, that that's, that sort of implies that he kind of let her go. Yeah. Um. Uh. And I also think that it makes more sense then that the reason the mask is like. So attached to Carly Beth is because no one could conceivably love these ugly, you know, hideous masks, but Carly Beth did because they reflected something that she wanted, right? And so they they've like latched on to that, you know, they've they've latched on to the idea that Carly Beth would you know love them, and and that's kind of the the critical element here. Um, and I think that's a really cool idea. It's better than them being made in the lab. Put it that way. Yeah,
1: well they they are made with uh beakers full of like uh, green tinted liquid.
2: Uh, tr- true, but I mean you could. But all masks are made in the lab. well <laughs> you know it's true. Like it's true. Um,
1: <laughs> the mask lab.
2: Uh, the the symbol of love thing is still there. Yep. He's still cryptic about that. Um, I I think it works a little better in the book personally. Her like connecting the dots as to what a symbol of love is
3: yeah i think it works a little better in the book as well because in the book it like looks exactly like her face where in the show it's pretty hideous
2: <laughs> i mean but this is this is and the
3: idea of seeing that as a symbol of love i mean like I, I get it but, but this but is it, a you know just
2: a, a good time to talk about this and, and we talked about this a bit last night was the one of the problems that i or the critiques that i would make of this story is that i think that i understand the idea of um, the symbol of love, and you know, like uh, remembering that people care about you, and that positive sort of reinforcement, uh, balancing out these negative self-loathing aspects. But I, I think that in 2023, if you were writing this book for an adult and maybe not a child, I think the better takeaway, and indeed the thing I would think, the mass, the, the 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 bust of her head would serve as a better like marker of is more of a self-love kind of thing. Mm. Like, I I think that like, I mean, this shopkeeper talks so much about self-hatred, right. And self-loathing. Uh, and like, not even, we don't even talk about him having like a support network or something, you know, uh, And Carly Beth's problems stem not from the fact that she feels unappreciated by others. I don't I don't think that's the case at all. Uh, They they stem from the fact that she doesn't like herself, you know. And so I think the critical thing that would be maybe a better lesson is not, you know, people care about that you and therefore you shouldn't be mean. Right. Uh, But rather you should, you know, accept The person that you are and and embrace that
3: (laughs) or just figure out you know like that the mask maybe the mask is a a stand-in for becoming mean in response to bullying and she should reject becoming that or something yeah there could be a different way to do it whereas like with her the problem is that like she's pretty well loved she's got good friends yeah she has a loving like family network uh it's like well a symbol of love i could just go back home and try like a billion things i don't have a problem with that she
2: is very clearly not neglected like sabrina and her mom both very clearly care about her uh and are supporting her like i
1: think that that's one of the things that could be explored a bit though is like sabrina's love of her like because despite the fact that you know, I have no doubt that she cares about, you know, that they are very close friends and they care about each other. Sabrina does a bunch of shit where, you know, much like we talked about with the other Goosebumps uh, characters, just not just being shitty friends. She does a lot of shit that is like uh, it's bordering on like becoming like Chuck and Steve. Like she's if she's not saying anything against it, she's not like pushing back. Uh, she pa- does uh, she's passive
2: yes when it comes
1: to a, a lot of the a lot of their uh let's you know very mean jokes you like are they're, they're-
2: you are right you are right she doesn't push back however uh, you know uh, like i don't think we spend a lot of time on carly beth uh reacting to that negatively enough Mm. do you know what i mean like i yeah i feel like you you'd need there there should be more of her pushing back on that um to to utilize it that way i i understand what you're saying and i I agree with you you could definitely do that i just think you need to include more of carly beth like having that negative reaction
1: yeah like the show does a really good job of it when she comes back crying in in a room and just being utterly devastated about it, yeah, because it is devastating to have all those people like laughing at you, yeah. Like no one, no one wants that situation to happen, and so yeah, I think yeah, they could have played that
2: up a bit. Little, little I, I just little. think it's and, it's like with the with the bust being herself specifically, it feels like she should be like you know, it, it feels like it feels more like you should be utilizing this to talk about understanding oneself rather than an external thing that that's that's sort of my like the way i'm reading it it would work better if we did that
1: or even better if it was highlighting more of the aspect of like the masks that you wear or the person that you try to be when you're around other people yeah uh, like like the, the idea that, um, you know, you are a different person when you're with your mom versus when you're out in public sure. and highlighting and, and trying to, f- because that really uh, is a lot of what it's like to be a teenager personally yeah uh, f- for, is just trying to find yourself, trying to find out who you are totally uh, what, and trying to express yourself in an authentic way. Yeah. And being, yeah, being a teenager is more about, like, trying to do that for the first time. And, you know, there is an aspect, and I'm hoping that Haunted Mask 2 gets maybe into this. (laughs) Because uh, for those who don't know, there is a sequel, uh, (laughs) which I I believe I mentioned before, so y'all should know. But... um, yeah, I'm I'm interested in that uh in like where like where else this theme can be taken and what they do Well,
2: uh we'll see about that. <laughs>
3: oh, I uh... the alternative to uh developing these themes and making something more emotionally resonant would of course be to dip even further into the pulp horror stuff and just have it be that she crossed paths with a fucked up mask. Oh no, now she's cursed. What a bad thing to happen. Yeah, sure. uh, you could do that too. You could run in the opposite direction.
2: You could have no themes or no exa- self-examination. Yeah, totally. Uh yes, yeah.
3: Just yeah. you could just be a straight horror narrative, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially because like I, it feels like Carly Beth has like aside from being tormented by bullies, which is a thing most of us have to deal with, she has like a like a she has friends and a loving family and such, and it seems like it's actually a pretty reasonable thing for a person to say like I don't like this one aspect of myself that makes me really vulnerable to other people and I just want to harden my skin a little bit that seems like a totally normal thing for a kid yeah Yeah, I I agree even if it she's not like changing herself for the negative like there's all kinds of things that you do to improve yourself or to change an aspect of yourself that's troublesome that aren't necessarily evil so yeah like a, a straight horror narrative would have been completely fine like she just says I'm gonna get back at them I'm gonna pull a prank on them see how they like it and it's not necessarily evil she just finds a cursed object and then has to deal with it that'd be fine too
1: yeah, that'd be perfectly fine. And also, you could do a little bit of both, where you have her finding the cursed object, doing a prank of her own, having it go too far. And that's the other aspect of this that drives me up the wall. Why weren't like Carly, like a uh, uh, Chuck and Steve, like brought into the to the like supernatural aspect? They got a ah, little bit of it with the mask. Well, but why don't they get the fucking masks put on well, them?
2: Oh, Bob, do you do you? Do you want to know what Haunted Mask Two is about? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no well, you might be might be uh...
3: barking up the
2: right tree. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You might be in the neighborhood.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, I, yeah. Okay. Cool. Then I'm excited for that one. But yeah, uh, I could I could see it going both ways. I, I kind of. Wanted it to lean a little bit more into the Carrie direction, personally, mm, mm, mm. and just have it be, like, raw fucking, like,
2: Oh, I want her to fucking revenge. commit murder. I want her, yeah. her to brutally murder those kids. Um, yeah, dude. Totally.
3: She's going to commit arson.
1: Because this really does feel like Carrie for kids
2: at a certain point. A little bit, yeah, yeah.
3: She's going to do a ghost next door and commit arson on the lovable <laughs> mailman.
2: The lovable, the lo- quote-unquote. The lovable. Um, uh, so... <laughs> it, Accidental arson. Back, Oops, back I, to... the Back to the events in hand. Set your house on fire. <laughs> Back to the events in hand. We we go to the we go dig up the mask. We get ch- well. We get chased by the floating mask heads in a fun which. But I just want to point
1: out super uncanny feeling yeah, to that scene. Yeah. Like. The- the way it mixes the like sort of green screen like comping with the the live shots of, of Carly Beth, it, it the the frame rate's
2: like a little bit off. It scared the shit it, out of me as a kid, and I think I think it still looks yeah, good. it's pretty
3: effective.
1: It yeah, it looks good and it, it, it adds like a, a, a like an uncanniness to it. Yeah. It's, it's actually yeah. pretty cool.
3: I agree. I think I, I liked the otherworldliness of it for one, and I also think that it's like a good threading the needle for kids horror. Yeah, it's like yeah. Scary that it's gonna keep you up at night. You're not yeah. gonna no, it's just weird. a mask banging against your door at three in the morning or something, but uh, it, it is unsettling and uh, it looks pretty good, yeah. So, I think it's a good effect,
1: yeah. Uh, the only thing I would criticize it for is uh, all of the masks are the shopkeeper's voice and they're constantly saying, Carly's Carly, Carly Beth, Beth please. Carly Beth, love us, Carly love Beth. Us, Carly Carly please.
4: Beth. Uh,
2: <laughs> um yeah yes i would not have them saying that
3: give us all a kissy uh give us a, <laughs> give us a kissy. kissy
2: uh we all oh. want a kissy um i'm
1: so sad without my kissy
2: uh she goes to get some math ass- in a in a scene that's not as good as the book version <laughs> uh-huh. uh and just holds it up and it's like check this shit out it's a symbol of love assholes <laughs> and they all fuck off and then she
1: chases the masks with the mask and they just immediately dart off yeah it's it's super good
0: oh shit no so
2: then we get we get another where they did this fucking show dirty they did this adaptation dirty because she comes she takes the mask off she goes home she comes in the door
1: no 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 you're you're (laughs) i just want to real quick point out she takes the mask off yep and throws it on the ground. Yeah. Then she goes home and in the next scene
2: she's holding it. Oh, okay. Yes. 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 Fair fair Just enough. Just wanted to highlight that. Fair enough. Just wanted to highlight that. So she takes it off, goes home, we can see her normal human face when she walks in the door. Her brother comes around the corner and is like, "Take that mask off!" Ah! And she like runs <laughs> to the mirror, like, "Oh my god, is it still on?" No, it's not still on. We can all see that it. it's not. We saw. Come on. <laughs> we saw it was your face. It's on- You're on screen right now. Your your human face is visible in camera. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> a complete a complete failure of direction. That should have been a POV shot coming through the front door. Yes. Yeah. Or like also. Uh, or or something. Anything. Like, we saw her take it off. Anything yeah, would be better it, it than is. what they did. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. You'd have to. You'd have to to make that work. You'd have to have made her uh, give a POV shot from the moment she takes the mask off. Yes, and that could have worked that too. Worked. You Could have played that up. Yeah, like she looks down at her own hands holding the mask. And then she goes home, and you sh- you just see her from the back or whatever. She walks yeah. in the front door. Yeah. You could have made that yeah, work easily. But you would have had to do it. <laughs> you would have had to shoot it that way. And they just said, "Ah, fuck it." You could even mimic
1: the 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 uh, 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 jump scares or the the cliffhangers from the book, and have her per- her perception be yeah that she has like the face on. And so you have for a split second, she looks in the mirror, and her face is all fucked up. Uh, with uh, some weird combination of the mask in her face, but then uh, she looks again and it's fine. Yeah, and that in that way, it's like, oh, well, you get the best of both worlds. It, but
2: nothing. No, no it's just, just a bad scene. Uh, then we get an amazing sequence where she, you know she tells her mom what happened, blah blah blah, and, the, and Noah's off screen, right? And he's like, doo, 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 I'm a dumb kid, and she's like, Don't put that mask on Noah, and he says, "Quote." I'm not, and then, and then walks immediately <laughs> out with it on. Like, split second. He walks like.
0: <laughs> oh, Noah, don't put on that mask. Don't worry, I oh. won't. Two. Trick or treat.
4: <laughs>
1: also, uh, Noah's catchphrase has changed from gotcha, 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 to. I gotcha! I gotcha! I gotcha!
0: <laughs> I gotcha! I gotcha! I gotcha!
2: It's bad. It's a bad. Who we? Who we? Then we cut to Arl Stein again, who is uh, who says, "Quote that wasn't too scary, was it?" let's ask my parents and we cut we turn <laughs> to two people who look to be possibly the same age or younger than arlstein yes <laughs> with yes, their yes. hair blown out <laughs> and then
1: he yeah,
3: puts, like super gelled yes
1: yeah, it's, it's been gelled up yeah
2: we cut back to arlstein who displays a cute little smile and a, a half smile for a split second
3: <laughs> goodbye i'm arlstein that was the haunted mask this mask is haunted.
2: This mask, it was haunted. So
3: yeah, that's that's
1: all. Uh, that's all we got to say on the haunted mask. Unless anyone else has uh, anything else they'd like to talk about.
3: I was thinking about. Well, did you guys think about?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I can see how you could see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: but uh, It was. Uh, yeah, I definitely. This the subtext was there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I feel like long series of bleeps could have been be- made better if they had long series of bleeps. But I understand why they had long series of bleeps. <laughs> I'm not putting that in there. It's too fucking long. <laughs> Alas. Alas. Hey, Mario. Yeah. I heard... Uh, I heard you like doing patented reviews of things, especially Goosebumps books. Oh, you want a patented review?
2: <laughs> a patented review? All right. Well, you may remember, kids at home, that uh, I have a patent review system that I sometimes remember and sometimes don't. Um, but I seem to remember that there are three criteria. One, uh, <laughs> scariness. I think this book is very scary. I think this is a good... This is, like, top-tier scary children's book, in my opinion. Uh, like, it's... It's the right kind of scary, where like it's not doing something that doesn't exactly work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's not biting off more than it can chew. It's operating in really like um, imaginative ways, where you you the reader are able to like you know put some thoughts on a canvas. You know what I mean? It, it plays it it uh, it plays well in the in the playground of your mind. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So I think this is a ten out of ten. And it's a ten out of ten. Ten out of ten point to relatability aka the teen zone i mean i think this is like extremely relatable i think that it not maybe not successfully executes on all its themes but i think this idea of you know wanting to change yourself or being uh, frustrated with aspects of yourself as a kid and indeed as an adult uh, extremely hella relatable uh so i'm gonna say 10 out of 10 frankly 10 out of 10 i mean maybe carly beth is a little bit uh, exaggerated for effect but you know think she's relatable I, I i like her as protagonist i get it i get it mm-hmm. um and then uh the uh last point was the goosebumps factor aka the steinness of this book and frankly it's like a two out of ten this is not a very goosebumpy book to be honest you know what i mean like in the things that we think of as as h- classic goosebumps hallmarks right bullshit yeah bullshit uh <laughs> b- bullshit um it, it's pretty light on bullshit. I mean, there are two bad chapters, so we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's your two. And I mean, it does have all the cliffhangers of a typical Goosebumps book, or a, a couple, but they actually work in the narrative, so I can't discredit it for that. Um, I, I think that I'll give it a two for the two chapters that are superfluous. And that's my review. Nice. It's good. It's a good book. It's like a good dog. It's good.
1: It's like, It's exactly like a good dog. Good job. Good job, R.L. Stein, who I who is my dog. That's the name of my dog now. I will agree with Mario. Uh 10 out of 10. Uh, that's my review. Uh sticking to it. I did not realize that Ghost Next Door uh, was going to be so good yeah. that the haunted mask was going to be just as good, if not better. Mm-hmm. So honestly, the haunted mask was so good that it it might be fucking with my my rating system. I might have to I might have to like knock everything down by 0. 0.5 or something uh, yeah, I yeah i think don't... i like haunted mask more than ghost next door
2: i do i do i do like it more than ghost next door yes yes I- i'm just, both equally I'm just glad to know the book that i thought was great is great
1: oh yeah like i'm super satisfied with the fact that the go- the goosebumps the goose <laughs> bumps book bu- the, the quintessential goosebumps book is actually is good. fucking good like, um, I'm, I'm super happy with that.
2: Brandon, what do you think?
3: My review, uh, my patented review system is... Uh, <gasps> We've got now, two patented oh, review systems? Yeah. From the kid's perspective and the adult's perspective. I'll start okay. with the adult's perspective. I'm going to put that, think,
1: I'm actually going to put that in the uh, the, the format. I'm going to say... two Marta's patented pattern.
3: reviews? <laughs> yeah. So from the adult's perspective, I think it gets, it, it scores a little worse mostly because while I like many aspects of it still and I think like the horror elements are great. I love the... Uh, These Aren't My Eyes, that rules. Yeah, Uh, dope as hell. uh, Everything about the cursed object is cool. We love masks not coming off of people. We love becoming something you're not. I especially love the weird horror of the bust uh, becoming her somehow. Yeah. That part of her is occupying an inanimate object that she can see (laughs) and uh, how fucked up that would be for everybody. Yeah. I think that's all very effective. I think that it's kind of trapped between two places where... R.L. Stein wants to write um, like goopy goopy Gus horror stories and doesn't really want to think that much about the emotional aspects of it, but felt compelled to include them. And it doesn't really uh, carry itself all the where it needs to get. I think mm-hmm. uh, both in the video and the written story. But I think overall it can be forgiven, and especially compared to like the other Goosebump stories we've read. Um, it is really well put together. And for the kids aspect, I'd give it a five out of five. I think it's it's, it's a- Yeah,
2: it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Like that stuff kind of slides off your brain when you're a kid anyway. Uh, I definitely remember feeling like I didn't really understand what was happening with it, but it didn't matter because the spooky stuff is good. It doesn't waste your time much. There is a lot of the patented goosebumps running from point A to point B, but since it's Halloween and she's wearing a mask and she's generally like scaring people en route, uh, that feels pretty right. Also, Halloween story. Yeah, points. We all you got to get a point
2: for being a Halloween story. You definitely got to it points for that. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. It, it's a traditional horror setting, traditional horror nonsense, cursed object, creepy shopkeeper, all good things. Hell yeah. Yeah.
1: All righty. And with that, let's go ahead and, uh, hey, hey, everybody listen to this. I hope you're having a great day. I hope uh, everything's going well with you. Just wanted to let you know, uh, we have a Patreon and that's how we kind of Uh, Keep things paid for, get, you know, various new things if we need them, all that good stuff. So uh, if you want to become a patron and just say thanks, you don't have to, but if you want to, it's patreon.com slash you can't scare me and uh to keep up with all of our latest uh, goings ons we are on twitter uh at ycsm pod
2: for as long as it lasts
1: as long <laughs> as it lasts uh we're i'm already uh, i've already got i'm already on blue sky i think uh uh mario's um, on there too yeah
2: we're all on there actually yeah. oh we're all on
1: there right mm-hmm. right right. yeah yeah we're all on there so I, I think the next invite i'm gonna give to myself that yeah, i can just get do and, a yeah and just yeah, yeah make actually i've got a, a spare
2: invite i could do that right now if you want oh shit yeah i think uh, i've got uh, a spare uh, one
1: yeah, hell yeah! I do uh, YCS. Uh, should it be um, you can't scare me, or should it be ycsmpod.com? dot com? Because the, both of those websites are ours, and you can go to them. And here's and
2: here what I'll do: I'll send the code to you. Stuff bob and i'll let you figure that out <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay that works so i guess we're on blue sky now <laughs> uh we'll see what whatever that is um but i just wanted to really quickly note that you can't scare me.com is not us <laughs> and if you go there uh you will see that it is not us and that it is someone who is going to get in trouble with konami because they are 6th uh, Street Massacre Haunted House, uh, The Chainsaw Massacre, Summer of Blood. Uh, it's, it's a haunted house that is using Pyramid Head as their mascot. Oh, and, my. And, and a Silent Hill Nurse uh, as another mascot. Uh, yeah. No. Not us. That's not us. <laughs> so, yeah. Only visit the official URLs for uh, You Can't Scare Me. Uh, YouCantScare.me and YCSMPod.com. Uh, and yeah, so that's that's all for the uh, plugs did uh, did we want to talk about the next book?
2: Uh, we're not predicting the twist correct.
1: We are not predicting. So that's another thing that I wanted to uh, we're changing up our, our format just a little bit y'all. Um, we're not going to do predict the twist um, now from now on um, just because it, it's kind of <laughs> it, it's it, it's kind of weird. Because it, does, it it never really like worked out too well um it doesn't serve as what we're it didn't really accomplish the goals that we wanted it to to you know do and it just it's awkward uh to you know especially when we kind of know what the book is to uh, yes ask, yeah you know especially guests like hey what's going on here it's it's just uh, I don't know.
2: i'll just go ahead and tell you that the next book is be careful what you wish for which yes. is it has a bad cover and uh, for one thing and uh which we'll describe next time and uh has an episode (laughs) that i remember vividly because i watched it in college nice uh and i don't know that i can say that it's good exactly uh also it has a bad cover and a bad tim jacobus cover as well so
1: (laughs) yeah i was gonna say like this is probably the only goosebumps book i don't know there might be more where the later uh Brandon Dorman covers yeah is actually
2: better in my opinion actually be better but we'll talk about that
1: also I think Tim Jacobus did two covers for uh be careful what you wish for
2: he may have
1: yeah I'm, I'm looking at two and they're both yeah the first one is it's literally just a a girl with blonde hair
2: no that's not tim jacobus that's not tim jacobus
1: oh right that's Stanislaw. that
2: was drawn by that was drawn by a a different person
1: yeah that's stanislaw fernandez so that's a i always thought that that was tim jacobus for some reason but yeah it's it's terrible um also the the uh, tim jacobus cover that i'm looking at now is not so good either it's pretty no it's not great um it's too busy uh, that one is a uh witchy looking lady holding a piss yellow dragon ball without the star in it um kind of looking toward the the viewer like ex- expectantly I, I don't know what the I don't know oh I actually I like the uh Fernandez cover better in that way because it's like uh, there's something to laugh at here because the late the girl is looking at the cracked crystal ball like it farted like it's letting out fart gas and she can smell it and she's like visibly recoiling from it it's it's kind of it's kind of fucking weird
3: also her facial features don't look like they fit on her face they look like they were added after the face was painted yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah
1: her left eye is fucked up she's
2: got a weird face she got a weird face
1: she got a weird face y'all also, is this the first or or maybe even only Goosebumps book where the uh the tagline finishes the the title? Ooh, it
2: might. Because this is it, certainly the first Goosebumps cover that has an ellipses at the end of it.
1: Yeah. It, so the name of it is Be careful what you wish for, dot dot dot. And then the tagline is It, it might, might come, come true.
2: true. I guess that's spooky. I guess that's spooky.
1: Yeah, uh, weirdly enough, uh, the the Brandon Dorman cover does not have the dot, 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 so it's just be careful what you wish for, period. (laughs) Well, there's no period, but it's just the end. It also doesn't have the tagline, so there you go. Uh, All right, so uh, do we want to go and beat the shit out of uh, Chuck and Steve?
2: Yeah, let's do it. Let's fucking pound them.
1: All right, let me get my bat. It's time to murder. Uh, Did one of you have the the crucifix? Shit. Shit. Oh, God.
3: Um... Well, we can go to Lowe's. Yeah. They probably have those. Those Michael's has some, I'm sure. It's pretty easy to make one, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's true. It's not
3: Easter. Michael's isn't going to have them. It's not Easter yet.
2: Oh, well, um, Hobby Lobby certainly will. Hi, this is Hobby Lobby. How can I help you?
1: Hey, uh, I was uh, looking on your website and I wasn't able to find something. Can you uh, check your inventory for i I'm looking for a crucifix. You're looking for a crucifix? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, actually, I want two crucifixes. Crucifix... How do you say... That's the plural of that. Ah, I'm just kidding. That's a little joke. Uh, yeah, two child-sized crucifixes. Two
2: child-sized... Le- let me... Um, let me... Oh, and
1: yeah, uh, you know, uh, and okay. for that person, um, uh, could you also ask them if uh, there's any kind of like spray or like some laminate that we can put on it to prevent like the the kid blood from like seeping in? We wanted to like kind of use it as like a ward to like you know ward off you know any other kids who are just like little fucking shits, you know, like those little motherfuckers. We want to uh, just like sure. keep them the fuck. <laughs> we